everyone, it's your friends at Money Madness, and welcome to another episode of the That Was Liquid Football podcast. Woo! Hype. Yes, we have, uh, obviously, let's cover a couple of weeks because, you know, transfer deadline day has settled and all this sort of stuff is practically, it's actually been a very quiet week of football, Neil. It's been honest. a very quiet week, yes. Yeah, we, absolutely didn't, we absolutely didn't talk about football because it reminded us of what a cesspool it can be at times. Yes, that's, that's, one way of, that's one way of putting it. Um, so, <laughs> the only so yes. way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, in fairness, that was just being nice about it. But um, So yes, I'm being joined as ever by Neil, uh, our, uh, I suppose, co-host at this stage, to be fair, even though you, know, you did an out, outro once, I think. You told everyone to fuck off. That was really funny. Yeah, I did actually, yeah. That's about as good as my outros get, to be honest. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, it's a very technical one by your standards. It's a high bar. It is a high bar, yeah. <laughs> so, it's polite. And that voice... <laughs> I politely told them all to fuck off. Yeah, yeah he did exactly. say, he said, please fuck off. So, you know, that's, yeah, that's please, fuck <laughs> please fuck off. Please fuck off. Yeah, it's a very, very really closing it show. I think so, yeah. 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 It's, how, it's, how, it's how pub landlords do it. I mean, why else would you bother? If you not go home, so to. <laughs> uh, that's true. I don't. But um, yeah, uh, that voice you heard, by the way, is uh, Kira joining her for a maiden episode. Um, are you ready to uh, join a podcast that you've never heard before? On the... I don't know what I've gotten myself into, do I? No, you have not. No. Not oh, whatsoever. Well. Not one at all. Yes. So, but uh, you do like your football. I do. You spent some of the week watching football and talking about football. So I regret the watching the football. Same here. Um, we made the very uh, bold, bold decision to watch the African Cup of Nations. And in fairness, that we haven't actually talk much about the Cup of Nations in the, since the start of Neil. I know we've been kind of, you know, a, like kind of two-week break we've had is when the Cup of Nations has been starting. But um, we have our final, the Senegal versus Egypt, which is perhaps like the two strongest teams really get into the competition if you discount Nigeria squad-wise. But, or um, Algeria, as, Algeria, Algeria. As, as the current holders. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, actually... Just it was t- just a couple of weird teams going through. I mean, you had, the, but you also had like smaller teams like Cape Verde and Comoros going through quite far. Like, yeah. I think Comoros got through quarterfinals. It was incredible for them, you know. Um, despite the fact mm. that the rules kept trying to fuck them up at every single point, whereas they were they had to feel mm. their left back in goal, even though their main goalkeeper was actually healthy. Yeah, um, very bizarre stuff. Like, which meant they had to tape over his squad number with masking tape. Because um, he didn't have it. Obviously, he doesn't have a goalkeeper jersey, so they had to gave him a goalkeeper jersey and just taped over. Oh man, like the Afcon. Like if you want to see how low rent FIFA can get, like the Afcon is just it. I was. We were talking earlier on about the the press conference for one of the semi-finals got interrupted when a man just like seconds before the conference started, when somebody ran up onto the the, the conference table, grabbed all the microphones and the electrical cables, and ran off with them. <laughs> and as it turned out, they'd rented the they'd rented yeah. the equipment from him and hadn't paid them. <laughs> so basically, the coaches just had to kind of sit there and just shout the questions at the fucking the, the journalists. It's like the old, it's like the old town criers. They're going back to a uh, to a feudal system for their press conferences. I love that. Absolutely, yeah. I'm playing a four four two system. <laughs> yeah, have it on uh, have, have it on yeah. the cards, like you know. But, um, I, I think they'll also, actually add a lot to press interviews if that was done. Like if someone rings a bell and the formation just kind of comes out on a scroll. I'd like that. I think that would yeah. go. That'd be nice and fancy. So if you and course, that's that's just the lighthearted japes of the AFCON. Of course, there was like during one of the Cameroon games, I think there was a crush that resulted in the deaths of like eight people. Eight people as well. Yeah. So which nobody barely anybody fucking it's reported only, on. 
I was like, no. Because yeah, it was only a week before the semi-final in the same yeah. stadium. Yeah. And they mentioned it once in once, the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. It was very much the case of don't mention it's like. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan, Wil- Jonathan Wilson from The Guardian did report it because he was actually there. Um, so he did a report on it. But then he mm-hmm. like, wrote a couple of columns, which I think only one of which The Guardian actually put out. Um, and I, I listened to the second captain's podcast and they actually had him on and him talking to it uh, about it. Mm. So he was going around the place looking at like how it happened and why it happened and where it was basically just closed a load of fences and tried to force a load of people through one small opening and there was a massive crush, you know? Yeah, but uh, yeah. as well, like he's like, it's not really been reported a lot about in Africa itself because mm. deaths at football games there while not a very common occurrence, aren't unheard of. And mm. people just have a really blasé attitude to it, just going, yeah, it's going on. Whereas it's in complete contrast to what's going on in the Premier League at the moment with the safe standing. Mm. That's yes. a trial. You know. It, it, it's so weird. Like, I know, it's, I know it's, a, it's a different kind of, and as a word, different jurisdiction and a different kind of territory in that sense. Mm. But the sheer, like, the fact that, like, even FIFA are not actively trying to, step in there and letting the kind of local um, kind of uh, stadiums, whatever you want to call it, refer to it, try and deal with this themselves when they very clearly can't. They've proven that they can't. And the fact that no one's actually kind of interfering to go, this is the correct procedure. You don't close gates when you have a great load of people coming in one go. You are going to get crushes. There isn't a uniform standard of safety. No. Especially for a national competition like the Cup of Nations, that is an incredible oversight because that's not a slide in Africa itself, by the way. That could happen at the CONCAF, that could happen at the Gold Cup, that could happen in Asia, it can happen anywhere. It's also fact that, to have happened in Premier League. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why you have a standard now. That's why it's taken so long for safe standard to, to be come back and for it to have been so redrafted over and over again. Because yeah, it's literally, you have a seat and now you've got a barrier in front of you. Exactly, yeah. That's the thing, like... Um, but yeah, like uh, that was kind of the dark side of it. I suppose, like, if you wanted to revert back to one of the funnier stories, well, I wouldn't mm. say it's funny, it wasn't funny for the teams involved. The referee, you haven't talked about this yet. I, I've only no, we haven't. Yes, haven't about Afcon. this oh, is God. the right at the start. Yeah, so oh, I can't remember the two teams involved. I'm sure. Hold on, <laughs> yeah, you, you had to Google for me. Um, I, I'm very sure, I'm very sure it was, uh, I thought, I think it was, it was, um, uh, Morocco, I think it was, um. It was a, oh, it was a, yeah, sorry, it was Tunisia. That's what it was. It was Mali and Tunisia, okay? And essentially, the referee had a complete helter-skelter for the last 10 minutes. Like, all all hell broke loose, like, in terms which, of referee. Which last decision. 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. That's a good point, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he, he, well, he, gave away two penalty, he gave two penalties. Both were presented by VAR. Two red cards that were asked for VAR review. He ignored them. And then he called for full time at 85 minutes. Yeah. Was told was told by both coaches no. Told by his fourth official no. Played on for four more minutes and then called for time then. No at a time added. No at a time added. And went off the pitch. He was just kind of stand there very clearly uh, like gone like mental, essentially. You can kind of see it in his in his face, like he's just there's something gone wrong. Like um, and of course, people kind of like Kind of looked at it as if it was weird because this referee had been done already for corruption in the African Champions League, so he's only recently back from a ban, and he's suddenly like you know managing in the uh, in the Cup of Nations. So that's a bit unusual in of its own right. But um, and then the weird kind of like the the chaos afterwards because obviously they're using these stadiums for multiple matches, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously they're very limited. So I think it was uh, the I think it was like uh, uh, Mauritania or somewhere like that. They're all getting their fans in. 
and they're just seeing that this match is still technically going because the the Tunisian side are all in their ice baths basically mm-hmm. they decided no John fuck you we're just gonna like tie this place up in, in legislation and rightfully so the Mali players are told by African officials to come back out we're gonna play the last minute which is true because it's been a precedence that's happened in mm-hmm. the Spanish league uh, the Spanish league league cup uh, actually just last year actually I think or yeah. the year before and when they stopped men early they went out and played the last minute and came back in and um, and basically the Tunisian players said no we forfeit the match because basically it's a bit of a shambles and our lads are already in fucking ice baths so we're not going to get them back out again just to play a minute you know but like an absolute shambles of a match and the worst thing about it is that's the stuff that gets reported as opposed to the actual football and the problem is for a a, a globe for a football term like this the football has been pretty poor from the matches I've seen. There's been very few matches. There have been shocks and there have been surprises like um, like Algeria getting knocked out, Comoros beating Ghana, I think it was. Um, some crazy fucking results. But the overall quality of the tournament has not been very good. You know, nothing wrong. We've had the Euros that was like, the Euros was was like chaotic in its own right because so certain teams were set up really badly. And we've had bad World Cups before, but this one... Is every lowest quality tournament I've seen in a long time. Even with like bad World Cups, you still have some cracking matches along the way. Yeah, like absolute barnstormers. Mm. This has been like crap. it has been, yeah. And 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 that's and that's a pity because like like obviously the Cup of Nations like do does want to like kind of stand out. And this is the first time I remember seeing them getting like decent TV deals. Mm. Now the Sky coverage has been just literally coverage. They've done no punditry or analysis or anything like that. They've just shown the matches. Basically your sport deal for all intents and purposes. That's fine. There's a bigger audience. There's people watching now they want to see they want to see Mendy, they want to see Salah, they want to see Mane, all this sort of stuff. Maris. And what they're kind of been getting is it's been pretty poor. You know because I know there's been like we were actually talking about the last night watching the match. There's been such a song and dance about when this tournament should be. Should it be in January when you know the, the officials want it to be when it's technically the coolest in Africa, or do you want to have it at the end of the season when basically you have it to be in line with all the other major tournaments and also be then in conflict with all the other major tournaments? Yeah, that's true too. But at least you can alternate it on like if it's the Euros, you also have it on the Cup of Nations, you know, or the African Cup of Nations on the same year, same loop. Or whichever way you want to do it, but either way, like I don't think you're ever gonna, gonna get a happy medium with the Cup of Nations. It's 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 a shame because like in in theory it should be a great tournament for them to go to for the African players to go to and f- play for their countries, but just the quality have been really bad. I just wonder like is it because a lot of them are thinking about their clubs over the country and just want to make sure they don't get they they don't pull a muscle or get like losing injury because I don't yeah, think any. I just think- just like a lot of the, the national teams there probably aren't run very well. Like some of them quite are, mm-hmm. but like there's a mm. reason why Joel Matip doesn't play for Cameroon. Like yeah, very true. Um, like, you know, Ziyech, out, just like they don't run. Uh, they don't run Ziyech, very well. Ziyech is, Ziyech is packed in the Moroccan uh, game, hasn't he? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, there was a, a fall there with the coach. Like and the Moroccan team kind of needs him. He's a star player for that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. You know, the reason why he doesn't want to get injured. Yeah, Cameroon. Oh, Cameroon aren't that. Cameroon aren't oh, yeah. that dependent on yeah. Matip. You know, they'll probably they probably would have could have like used him to def- mm. try and defend against Salah because he's probably the only defender that they got there. Like, I know how the I know how this guy moves. Yeah. Um, In fact, they had to go for his brother instead. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Who, who's not as um, as uh, flamboyant as he is, as we as we've just, as we've learned. <laughs> he doesn't have the flailing arms or legs. No, he doesn't. No, the beautiful gazelle-like expression does not run the family. 
But um, but yeah, like that that was the I think that that's probably the second or third match I've watched in this tournament, and they've all been nil alls. Did you watch it the last one four years ago? Uh, I watched some of it actually. Yeah. Was it good? Better. Yeah. So better. My question then is: Did COVID impact on their build up and and like, um, mm. is it like with the World Cup? Cause I've never I've never watched that from before. Yeah. Do they have qualifiers into it? Because it's not going to be. Is it all of the African Cup? They yeah, no, it's all of Africa. Yeah. They all co- they all they're all into a group stage at the very beginning. Then they eliminate yeah. each other from the group stage. But all the group Basically. stages don't happen right now, like in the last two weeks. So they've had mm. had uh, qualifiers a train, like they would have the, for World Cup, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they, they the word the qualifiers would have been happening Euros. with like you know how the Euros qualifiers yeah. the same with the Copper the uh, Copper America. Yeah. Same idea. So it would have been so happening around the time. Have any of those been had to been put off mm. or squashed in somewhere I know there and was. they don't have as much training or training camps like they normally would to prepare yes. for the African Cup of Nations in order to get the team to gel that's a good point because I remember seeing that about um, some of the national teams like some of them are more or less got their like basically got their their yep. place in on seeding yeah. so the likes of the bigger teams didn't necessarily have to play friendlies but some of the smaller ones like say your Mozambiques your Comoros your, mm-hmm. um, your Sierra Leone's uh, Cape Verde's had to go to qualifiers, mm. so yeah, there is a, there was a bit of an unbalance there, and maybe that's why the likes of the bigger teams did fall fairly quickly. Like now, Nigeria got knocked out very early. Ghana and Algeria didn't make out the group stages, which are big shocks, really. Ivory Coast didn't get anywhere either; they were quarterfinalists, I think they were. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's been an odd tournament from there. Like I do think, for what it's worth, <clears throat> I think it has been just more to set them to a Senegal Egypt final. So I think we are getting the final that the tournament was expecting, in a sense. I reckon Senegal, people were expecting Algeria to go a good bit further, you know. Probably a bit further. I don't think not not group not not in the group stages, not bottom of the group anyway. Definitely not. But um, but yeah, like I think I think Senegal like looked. I think they're the, they are by far the strongest team on paper. They've got the best players for all the purposes. And out of the coaches, I would rate Ali Ucise more than than Carlos Queiroz. Mm-hmm. Ali Ucise has a go. He he's an attacking coach, you know. Is he going to be banned from touchline now? Because where else? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. That's going to be an issue too. It will be. Yeah. So again, so going back to COVID, would that have impacted them in setting up to a more defensive mindset rather than attacking? Because mm. does it mean that they have less players also coming in and saying, actually, yeah, I'm coming to the African yeah. Cup because I know I'm going to get a start. Yeah. Whereas yeah. some of their other players are going to be like, mm, nope, I'm going to stay and play in the championship or in the lower leagues in the Europe yeah. rather than risk being... It's, 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 a, it's an interesting point, like, because um, at least with somewhere like Egypt, where, like, they do... they I think Morris had access to most of their players except for Higazi, who's, mm-hmm. like, probably their best centre-back, but I think he was injured. And they then go were... <laughs> oh, there, is, there is a story about Mustafa Mohamed, one of their strikers. Yes. He, he's a computer science student, and he was unable to sit his exams because they occurred over the course of mm. one of the Cup of Nations oh, uh, matches. So he sent one of his mates in his place to do the exams. <laughs> and uh, no. Yeah, he did. And his mate got no, caught. Oh, yeah. okay. his, mate, his, mate got, <laughs> his mate got caught and is in police custody. And apparently, <laughs> apparently Mustafa has done it like three times. <laughs> so, yeah. It's quite so, literally nicking the living. I love that. Absolutely. So let's hope he wins it because he's going to need bonus money to bail out his mate. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's fraud. Yeah, total fraud. Yeah. Oh, that's what that that is kind of funny though. But um, but yeah, like like at, at least for Aegis' point of view, like it's the 
Egypt are a really annoying team because, well, I say it's an annoying team. They're coached by Carlos Queiroz, who I think is perhaps one of the most defensive coaches you'll see this side of Tony Pulis. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why Fergie loved him because he was the defensive master. Like you, course, he, yeah. that's how you organize defense by getting them in. And then when it got to a point where like this defense is rock solid, you can go now. You don't have to go anywhere else. And he went to Real Madrid, I think, for a spell as either number two or number one. I can't remember. He was a Real Madrid for a while, anyway. But he has been kind of floating around national teams, and he'll pop up every now and then with like a random like national team. So I think at the last World Cup, he was with Iran, and he like dragged that Iranian team to a last mm. 16, to the first ever last 16. And it, like, he's kind of doing the same thing with Egypt where like Egypt have been perennially a great like combination side. They've won like mm. seven of the last nine or something like that. It's, it's insane. And they're just going to attrition away. So it's, it, if anything, it's a, it's a well-poised final for what has been a very poor tournament. He's got a really attacking, exciting Senegalese side versus a pragmatic, defensive, um, dogged Egyptian side. And the difference is that Egypt has a superstar. Senegal, you'd argue, maybe has one or two superstars in Mendy and, and Mane. So it's it's very well poised. And Koulibaly, of course. So like there's quality all across the field there. So yeah, I think I'm hoping it's gonna be a good match. Like you'd hope so for the final. Like you put yeah. the extra legs in, you know, but we'll see. I don't think it's been a great term. I don't think people will be kind of ranting and raving about it anyway for, for years to come. It's gonna be like one of those World Cups you all kind of forget about, or one of those Euros we kind of forget about. Until we go, oh yeah, no, we've actually, like, you know, a player we liked actually did win something for him. Like, I, I feel like the, the whole thing is like, it's either Manny's going to win his first or like e- Salah's going to win his first. It's just purely down to that. Then. And of course, for on the Chelsea perspective, because you are a Chelsea fan after all, you want Mendy to win yours. Yeah, because I think like from the kind of balance of things as well, like like we were talking about the Ballon d'Or a couple of podcasts ago mm. and how we felt like the likes of some of the players are hard done by, yeah. you know, and you probably feel the same about Mendy. Like, mm-hmm. I know he, he did get the plot. Nice, yeah. Yeah. But, um, look, Ballon d'Or will come. Yes. It'll come, it'll come to a lot of players, but there are some exceptional players in the world, mm. um, you know, that will always have a, a spotlight on them. Yeah. And the extra pressure that comes with it. That's so, it, yeah. You know. Being I, a also, I, I quite like when you mentioned the Ballon d'Or, I quite like the, uh, the the re- revelation that despite saying that Robert Lewandowski deserved the Ballon d'Or, Lionel mm. Messi didn't mm. give him any of his votes <laughs> because <laughs> they, they published the scorecards. You know the one. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he picked Neymar and mm-hmm. Mbappe instead. His <laughs> team. Yeah. So after That's going up on stage, he's constantly stating that this man deserved the award more than him. <laughs> if you look at this voting card, but really. You don't actually think that, do you, Leo? <laughs> no, my, my PR manager told me to say it. Yes. I also quite like players. <laughs> I am. Yay, football. <laughs> that's a, that a fantastically messy impression, I must say. You've worked, you've worked on that quite a bit, I have mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, like I said, here's hoping the final's good. That we'll only mm-hmm. hope. Um, but uh, we'll move on, shall we, to our next segment, because we definitely had this podcast planned. At the start off, so um, transfer deadline day. Neil, did you enjoy transfer deadline day? Um, I didn't it's like, it's like a football that, public holiday. <laughs> I didn't really pay that much attention to it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, hmm. once it became very obvious that Arsenal weren't really signing anybody, I was just like, <laughs> eh. I was like, to be honest with you, it was one of the ones where I was more looking, more focused on the players leaving the Premier League than really coming in. Um, mm. So Barcelona signing a shitload of players, none of whom suit Barcelona, because they're utterly, utterly desperate motherfuckers. Like mm. they re-signed Adama Traore, 
um, which is a great deal for Wolves because the obligation to buy is twice what Spurs were offering them. <laughs> In fairness, yeah, like, Jesus Christ. But the thing is, like, what baffled me about that, and not only the fact that, like, you know, I'll, I'll probably get to watch a lot more of Traore now because I do genuinely think he's a wonderful player to watch playing. He's just mm. such a route one, direct, hilariously looking motherfucker. Yeah. But, um, like, they got rid of him for a reason and all those reasons are still there. In fact, if anything, he's leaned into that. He is more of the player that they don't want. Mm. So it's like, why are you signing him? Dude? This is pointless. I'm like, yeah, you can get him on the cheap and you'll be able to bulldoze literally anybody out of it. But like, that's not how fucking Barcelona played. They're not gonna fit. How are you gonna fit him to a four-three-three? He can, he's barely a wing back. Yeah, like he's, he's one of those weird players where he doesn't really suit right wing, and he's definitely not a wing back. He's in that weird nether region where he's like almost like a, in a weird way he's an old school winger, but doesn't act like an old school winger because he's no crossing and no attacking. He just runs really fast. Yeah, he's not yeah. wrong. I, I'm agree with Neil. I love Adama Traore. He's just so fatally flawed as a player. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's but funny. obviously the, uh, yeah. the the what am I, what are we going to do with arm grease memes? Uh, yes, uh, piled out of that one. Like, <laughs> um, they also signed a Bamiang who doesn't suit them at all either. <laughs> you know? Oh, but that but you could tell that was just to get him the fuck out of out of get the, about, get him out of my sight yeah. before I murder him. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that is honestly like that is some genuinely great business from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Like we, we said, I I said the same thing about Ozil like last year where like. People are like, you know, the the what's the the uh, the profit and loss margins are kind of looking like, yeah, but you didn't get a tra- a fee for Ozil. It's like, no, you got him off the wage bill, and yeah. you got Aubameyang off the wage bill. Like that's tw- I think you said it like yourself. Then you probably have the figures to hand, like, like how much you're saving. Roughly around about twenty two million. Jesus he was going to call, I think, oh, about 21, 22, roughly. It, it depends on where you where you read the figures from, though, but. Hmm. Apparently, like we're paying Barcelona like six million quid. Oh, we're paying off six million of his wages, so Barcelona okay. can take him. But the thing is, is that he's accepting a lower wage at Barcelona because they they're keeping him till he's like thirty six. So. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, oh, he's, gonna be, he's still going to go to thirty six. Clearly, like a, a pacey player like that never loses pace thirty six. Well, in all fairness, funny enough, the reason why Arsenal actually gave him the contract extension three years ago to begin with is because they'd run a shitload of tests and made like loads of predictions. And actually he was one of the few pacey players that was only going to go down by about 3% apparently into his thirties. So he's, well, the reality might be different, but Mm. according to the science, that was called hard bitch of numbers. He's going to keep his pace. He really is actually going to keep his pace. The problem is that he's just not the type of forward that Barcelona use ever. (laughs) Like, Like even Javi himself was saying, it's like, oh, you know, players like Aubameyang, they kill you in space. You know, going, okay, mm. but you're, you're you're coaching Barcelona. You don't <laughs> like space. You don't run at the oh. space. It's all about close control. It's all about, you know, tiki-taka, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's like, it's, he's, he's not going to do that. And you're, you're signing also your, a Triori, who's absolutely not that, you know? No, not like. And, the, and that's the thing, like, like there's very much a case for Barcelona that beggars can't be choosers. Because you look at the strikers they want, they 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 would love to have a Messi. They want to have a little pocket rocket mm. playing at number nine, but they can't. You look at the players that they were linked to, abandoning oh, Coutinho, like you know, that's it, the thing. Well, like I said, they could have used the hand, but like I think he wanted out as well. To be perfectly honest, especially with all the years of like 
neglect his hand on that side. <laughs> well, yeah, like the, the, the Athletic, Dermot Corrigan, who writes for the Athletic, does great deep dives into Barcelona because it's such a fucking shit show. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he, like, apparently, apparently after like a year after they signed Coutinho, Barcelona were already trying to get rid of him. Like yeah, a year exactly. after signing him for 150 million or something like that. Mm. They were they already results, but don't want to play him. Yeah, just like yeah, it's it's garbage. Like, it's just it, it was a, it was a luxury signing. Like that's the case of the week. They signed him because he could. Yeah, and, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sale. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, like uh, Arsenal cleared out. Like it was a big ass clear. Like fourteen players left. And uh, now mm. most of them, a lot of them, are like academy players, youth players on loan. But like our key, the key out, obviously, Aubameyang. We spoke about Maitland Niles off to Roma on loan. Probably never see him again. Um, Abamyang's gone we definitely won't see him again Kalazanach off to Marseille definitely won't see him again actually we've cancelled his contract he's not a yeah. personal player anymore Pablo Marie, Pablo Marie off to Udinese hopefully they'll keep him so we'll never have to see him again Chambers is well, off don't to tell Bert about that that's, that's going to be a <laughs> yeah. bitter blow Chambers is off to um, Villa um, that was but- a surprise Mm. That was a serious surprise. Like, no, it was just the fact that like, it was just came out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it did and come out of thing, nowhere. Yeah, was that uh, was that a, a contract dissolution as well? No, did no, no. Think? He was going into the last year, and we just like look here. Villa mm. needed DM. Villa needed decent DM. Like mm. Chambers, he won. Like he was Leeds Player of the Season. Oh no, it was a Fulham. Was it? Fulham, it Fulham was, yeah. Fulham's Player of the Season at DM. Yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, fine, we'll get up. He's young, mm. he's grand, you know. He, yeah. he can move around, he can cover at right back. Cool, yeah, get him. Yeah. He can cover at centre back it, as well. It's one of those weird things with Chambers is that like, everyone, he is kind of billed as a centre back. You mm. know, everyone remembers him. Even when we're looking at transfer market, they have him down as centre back. But generally the secret sauce with him is that he's a DM. And he's a genuinely good DM. And the last thing is, everyone at Southampton knows he's a good DM. Well, they use him at right back in fairness. But the only per player to really unlock him at that position was Scott Parker. Yes. And when he was at Fulham. And generally, like the highlight of that season was like getting him in, num- in the number six and just nearly getting enough to, to stay up, but it just didn't happen. And even when they did get back into the Premier League, I was shocked to s- that they weren't trying to get him back in because he very clearly knit everything together in that team. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to go back to Anguisa, who is objectively a better player in that role. He's a he's a tank, he's huge. Like um, but yeah, it was a bit of a surprise there. Like overall, Neil, like um, like obviously you mentioned kind of Aubameyang leaving, and obviously getting rid of some of the other players that were clearly not going to be signing on or weren't worth signing on as it were. Are you happy that Aubameyang is, has no real kind of direct replacement? Like you have Lacazette and Enketia there, but Enketia is probably at the door as well. I so, reckon, well, Enketia and Lacazette will probably be out because yeah. the Leon Leon are doing fully going full let's get the band back together thing because the Leon, <laughs> really are like <laughs> yeah the, the Leon president has openly stated like that he wants to really re-sign all of the old Leon Academy graduates so he's he said he will do everything in, in his power to get Lacazette back to Leon um oh. which I'm sure he'll like um yeah. the player will like we won't because we won't get any money for him um also the Leon president has gone uh, he's gonna they're gonna try and get like a current and Taliso back as well <laughs> so it's yeah like, it's full it really is full let's get the band back so Lacazette and Nketi will be gone that means that our only two real out forwards are Pepe and Martinelli mm. so I reckon retooling Martinelli as a centre is probably going to be the the, the aim yeah or signing one say. in the summer yeah. or signing one in the, in the summer which is definite uh, going to happen because 
when you look at the Arsenal team, right? And by the way, I'm happy with the business. I'm happy with the clear out of the mediocrity. Really, mm. really am happy. Like we, we've trimmed a lot of the fat off this team. This is great. It's really lean. But we know how Arteta wants to play football. It's 4-3-3. So if you yeah. want 4-3-3, this is going to go on for a bit, but you go on 4-3-3, you've got a squad of about, you maybe want about 23 players in your squad. So well, you get three goalkeepers. So you've got your number one and your number 12. That's your... Mm your first and second string and they're to push each other. Then you've got a third string, the academy keeper. That's grand. Fucking leave him there. Then you need about eight defenders, right? Because playing four at the back, you need eight defenders, two left backs, mm. two right backs, four center backs. Cool. And we have that, but or we will have that because we'll have Tierney and Tavares at left back. We'll have Tommy Asu. All right. The only change I can see in our defenders right now is getting rid of Suarez, Cedric. Yeah. So a new, a new right back potentially. Yeah. So another right back, I reckon. If, if anything is going to happen, we'll get in another right back. Mm. Which leaves our centre backs is White, Gabriel, and Holding. We'll have um, Saliba mm, coming back. Great. Yeah. We'll Saliba coming back in. So that'll be our four centre backs. Groovy. Happy with that. And midfielders, you'll need about seven or eight of them. I'd say seven. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Right. Yeah, you play three of them. So we've got Party, Saka, none of they're not going anywhere. Odegaard's not going anywhere. Smith Rowe's not going anywhere. Lakonga's not going anywhere. El Nenny and Jacket, they'll be out. So we need a centre mid and maybe another winger, maybe somebody to play on the right hand side. Mm. Um, yeah, and that'll be grand. You know, so, they're so really is, good. Is the likes of Isaac looking to be like uh, your kind of prime target then, or are you looking elsewhere? Like, would that, I'm, would not that sure. be like... I'm not really sure because Isaac is going to be very fucking expensive. Mm. He's only just recently signed a brand new contract. He's contracted until 2026. Yeah. You know, he is going to be expensive, you know. Mm. That's right, that makes sense. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's fair enough. Uh yeah, uh, I don't know. I look like, it was kind of upset that we didn't get Vlahovic, but hey. Hmm. I, I think a lot think... of clubs were, were were kind of putting themselves in the conversation, but weren't really in the conversation. There was only really two clubs going in from one, one yeah. was Juve, one was Juve, and that's because they knew he wanted them, he wanted to go mm. there. Yeah. And like Fiorentina hated that. They hate yeah. selling players <laughs> to Juve. Mm. And they hated the fact that it was his agent that was like they were fucking Fiorentina were slagging this guy's agent off. I guarantee they'd have had him <laughs> flogged in the town square if they could. They <laughs> absolutely wanted to take the Arsenal offer because we were matching yeah. what they valued. We were going to give them serious value for money. We we're going to pay him a lot more. Mm. They were, and it would fuck over his agent as well because his agent yeah. didn't want him to go to Arsenal. I fuck over Juve to be fair. Like they're yeah. still a, a league rival in a sense. So yeah. you know, so but. that was that was just hilarious. But yeah, I reckon. But it's yeah, it is definitely our forward. So we've only got four recognised forwards, which is Lacazette, Pepe, and Ketia and Martinelli. Mm. So come the, correct, come the end of next season, we'll have Balogun back, but we're going to be losing Lacazette and Enketia. and depending on which Pepe we get back. If we get back the Pepe that played for Ivory Coast, because I watched a few of the Ivory Coast games, yeah. if we get that Pepe, we're fucking, we're, we're laughing. He was fucking brilliant for Ivory Coast. Mm. But, yeah, uh, and yeah. That's, that's the hope anyway, yeah. Um, but that's it. Like, so in the, come the summer, about, I reckon, another midfielder, maybe two, another forward, mm. um, maybe two, and... That, but that's pretty much it. Maybe if we can snag a decent backup right back, yeah, 
but that's not going to be like you know that's it, it like it'll be like the deal with Tavares like we'll get somebody that who who's happy playing back up to yeah, the under Japanese the radar, samurai yeah. cyborg of Tommy mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's fair enough. You can't argue with that. Um, yeah. So I suppose you, you want to go through the all the good clubs. We've obviously talked about Arsenal. And um, I mean the one other deal club that very is clearly like hands and above better in terms of getting business with Villa. Like that's a like three pretty big acquisitions in terms of what they needed. Like Chambers, look, great backup. And as we said, like people kind of thinking, why did do I did or need to sign another centre back when they very clearly have like three great ones? It's not that it's backup for Douglas Louise. That's what the, yeah, the secret sauce is. He's going in at the M, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm quite liking. I'm like Olsen is good, although he's only on loan. But I reckon if he hit, if he lights, if he pulls up trees at Villa, that it, mm. like is there an option? He's, he's a good backup to Martinez. You know, like yeah. he needs the number two. Like every good keeper needs a number two to work with. That, well. that, that's the reason why we're going in potentially for Matt Turner. We're going to get rid of Leno and go in mm. for Turner from the. New, New England, England, New England Revolution. I think I, yeah. I was in the Revolution. I was about to say the Patriots, but that's the NFL team. Uh, <laughs> be fair, that would be quite a switch. Yeah, yeah, we're going to sign Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady's yeah, backup, uh, backup fucking goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that's going to work. But yeah, Coutinho in that's going to be good for them. I'm intrigued. I'm I'm, I'm so I am genuinely happy to see mm. him back at the Premier League. Uh, I actually watched his the debut game, his debut game. I was you in know, a pub. Yeah. I was in a pub watching that. And my fucking God, when he slotted it in, that place exploded. My actual, actually, my brother-in-law was at that game yeah. for his birthday. Um, but he's not a football fan at all. He went there with a United fan and a Villa fan. Mm. <laughs> so the two of them kind of just alternated between celebrations because they obviously the United fan couldn't celebrate the two goals because they were going to get murdered. Yeah. But I was like, when that goal, when the last goal went in, what the happened to that place? He like the fucking exploded. Like the place was just <laughs> everybody was hopped on all over each other. Like it was just crazy. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's really good. Now th- that team did need a serious fucking overhaul, and mm. it's by no means finished. No. But Jesus, like they'll they're going in the right direction. Happy they really are. And yeah. they managed. You mentioned Douglas Douglas Louise. They managed to keep a hold of that. <laughs> that's yeah. also a very good thing they stopped him from going fucking out because I guarantee loads of people are in for him yeah he's definitely one of those ones where like like it's one of the things where like a scouting equipment will say oh he's like a year on his contract get him now yeah, yeah. And, like a top six side will look at him and go like yep yeah, that's our guy that's our guy for the for the full from the midfield and the gas thing is like the likes of like Man City have been sitting on him for so many years because Fernandinho was always there and then suddenly he gets a he gets a, a spot and you see how good he actually is when he's not sitting in someone's shadow. Yeah. Constantly on loan. And yeah, he's brilliant. He's a, he's a fantastic player for his own right. And obviously, like why he's he's kind of like gets to kind of nod ahead of Fabinho sometimes for Brazil. They alternate that role between the two. And um, because Fabinho also weirdly plays right back for Brazil, which is, is as weird as it sounds. <laughs> but um not as weird yeah, as half the positions fucking Liverpool have had the poor bastard in. No, that's true, actually. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. It's fucking, like, uh, cult of James Milner going on there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Fabinho, you, well, um, you, you can play right wing, yeah? What? <laughs> Who said that? Yeah. <laughs> but, like... But, yeah, yeah, like, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, Digne going to Villa is obviously, like, uh, was properly, like, the big fuck you from, from Rafa Benitez, mm. wasn't it? Like, going, like, oh, yeah, no, you don't, you don't like my style? That's fine. 
Sold. 30 million. Thank you very much. And then five days later, they sack Gets him. Sacked. Yeah. Like, again, I Not will even be talking a full about it later on. For a Not even a full week. Fuck yeah. Everton. <laughs> absolutely outstanding. But yeah, absolutely fantastic business. And like genuinely, when you do look at the team and you look at the manager, Villa's a serious looking proposition. Like they really, truly are. I think so anyway. Mm. You know, it's just a question of how it, it, far it, it needs goes. to click. It needs to kind of ferment away. I think the bad thing about a lot of their players coming in, being on loan, sort of like, even if this does click, like they can't afford Coutinho, even if he does click as they mm. want to. Mm. And it's just, a lot of it's, it's, a lot of it's temp seems temporary, and even if it works, it'll just be a temporary work. But it's good, as I said before. A lot of that, a lot more needs to be done. Yeah, but the team is—he's got the team going in the right direction. And hey, right now, that's all they really want. You know, they're ambitious. They're at least ambitious. I'll give them that much. Like they, mm-hmm. like they, they do try and go for like, like, like targets that we think bigger teams should be going for. Like yeah. when we heard about like they were going for Smith Rowe so much in the summer, mm. and you're thinking like Smith Rowe would be happy at Arsenal. But like they're throwing money at like serious 30, 30, 40 millions like odd on odd on it. And even then, like even in January, they're looking to get Basuma, which mm-hmm. would be again a great acquisition for their midfield mm-hmm. because that's just this more steel adding to But the... then so many teams could say that that was Basuma, like you know, this is it, like, like yeah. we've been linked to him. I'm like uh, I think we've been linked to approximately 43.1% of the population right now. So <laughs> I, I, well, I, I did I did see Kira's name in the paper there uh, last week. So <laughs> Which makes it e- which makes it even more shocking that we didn't really sign anybody bar one American that we loaned them back out. <laughs> so, playing the long game, Neil. They're playing the long game. That's what that is. Yeah, Austin Trusty sounds yes. reliable. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What is it like? Arsenal suddenly now going? Oh, MLS is fun. It's like literally they have like a scout over in America going, he's good, he's good, he's good. I don't well, know him, but he's Matt good. Matt Turner is quite Turner is very good. Like mm. you know. Uh, we'll probably do a if you want. We'll do a bit of a deep dive in a later podcast into it. But sure. he is actually very good. He's a bit of a he's a real throwback keeper. You know, shit with the ball at his feet, but an incredible goal star stopper. So not Phillips. <laughs> okay, like, cool. he's not Phillips. Grant. That's that's all I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I suppose if we're, if we're going like down the list, then so like Brentford, I guess have a pretty hot, pretty serious looking acquisition in the wrong mm-hmm. rights, like. All over the news. Yeah. Um, Only slightly interesting. So, ever so slightly. Um, yeah. Look, Christian Eriksen, back in the Premier League. Hey, it's look, so weird I'll just, I'll just be happy to see him. It's a really heartwarming, yes. it's a really heartwarming story. Yeah. Probably the wrong analogy to use for that. But it's, you know, you can't play anywhere else with the fucking pacemaker or the, the, yeah. the heart implant. You can't mm. play in us domestically. You can't play anywhere, really. Yeah. Apparently, you can't play in the Premier League. <laughs> He had to do extra medical. Yeah, two, two yeah, or three yeah. medical, I think, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, if he only gets one match, that I'd be happy. Yeah. Because then yeah. he's not finishing on that match. Absolutely. That, you know what? I feel like that's the kind of, the, even if that is the case. Yeah. That's all you'll, definitely feel, you'll definitely feel at home because um, he's one of nine Danish players on the books. Mm. Yeah. After, because they also signed uh, Lossel from Midland. Yeah. Uh, Loki, good goalkeeper too. He was decent mm-hmm. at fucking Huddersfield, like mm-hmm. decent yeah, keeper. Yeah, no, he is very good. He is very, very yeah. good. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really good. They're they're just making a push for survival. It's probably going to work. They'll be fine. I, I I do think Brentford are, are kind of out of danger in a sense. I like we kind of spoke about that. We haven't seen the league table in a while because there's been no football in that league. But like, it's survival is a four or five horse race, really, realistically. Mm-hmm. 
And I think Brentford are kind of safe there. I think Ericsson is that kind of like more of a sentimental signing more than anything else. Like tactically, tactically they could do with like a set piece specialist generally. And if he is yeah. on the pitch to take set pieces, then that's that's happy days because yeah, they're, they're, 14. they're 14. So like, yeah, and they're what, like eight away from the drop zone? Yeah. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah. But if I know there's a lot, there's a lot of games at hand as well to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but like functionally they should be okay. Um, because there are worse teams than them beneath them so they should be okay um but yeah it's it, it's a it should be interesting to see where they go um but I, I, obviously once he's on the pitch like the ovations he's gonna get just for being there yeah it's gonna be great if, when he comes back to spurs for example mm. the reception he's gonna get for example and even for anywhere else he goes i think be- that's pretty much been the the, the general theme of it it's yeah. kind, of, kind of been quite disbelieving that he's actually been signed anywhere mm. but Someone's also genuinely yeah across the board delighted that he has yeah. been signed somewhere so he can get a little bit of football exactly and, and that's on a po- more positive note than being carted off <laughs> yeah and that that's that i completely agree with that like um and like i said even if it's only one game if he's playing the number 10 he doesn't make those clocks no much whatsoever like people are going to be looking to, for him for for a set piece or a free kick whatever it is like he will he'll, he will get a goal he's definitely gonna score at some point this season and everyone's gonna love it hmm. Um, so I can't wait for that um, Brighton have had a fairly low-key window themselves they sold Dan Byrne off to Newcastle which we'll get to Newcastle later on um, a lot of kind of like squad players gone like Lacadia who's a flop really he's gone to Germany Aaron Connolly uh, gone to Borough hopefully he can learn how to score goals which was, <laughs> which as a striker seems like a bit of a big deal I, yeah not, I, think sure a lot of, I think a lot of Brighton's kind of transfer window was basically trying to keep hold of the players that they've got yeah um, so yeah mm. they're keeping hold of the previously mentioned Basuma yeah um, yeah uh, keeping hold of um, Lamptey as well I know he's back Lamptey as well yeah so that was it you know um yeah, they, exactly, they did actually. Yeah. So, they did finally sign the striker that they wanted. Although they then agreed to leave him at his previous team on loan until the end of the season. Yeah, so they have see, signed that um, Undav guy from Undav, yeah. uh, Royal Union, mm. um, but for a four-year deal. But he's going to be there until the end of the season. So yeah, that's and they seem to have they signed to Casper um, Kozlowski as well. Who you have like serious high hopes for? Like he. Like, like, kind of stats-wise, seems to be the Basuma replacement when he does eventually leave. Mm. Like, 18 years old, central midfield, plays the exact same role. Like, some big money as well, like 10 million mm. for an 18-year-old player, like, you know. So, they obviously have high hopes on him. And obviously, he went to the same Belgian club as well. They clearly have a hook-up with whatever. Like, they're mm. one of the, uh, like you know, on, on the slide, like, kind of like, oh, our owners also own this team type of deals. Mm. Like, Brighton now have that. They have, like, they have a Gimp club. In the same way that Man City have like five. <laughs> it's just that we didn't call them like Union SG and Hove Albion, just so that like people would be <laughs> tell. Like um <coughs> excuse me. But um yeah, it should be interesting to go. Like it's been a quiet window. Like I don't think anything really is wrong with the Brighton team. Like they're they're happy enough, really. Mm. And they're playing Again, it was more football. just it was more about avoiding key outs yeah. and getting in a striker. That's that it, it, yeah. So I think they're happy enough. Two really. out of three ain't uh, bad. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And like, to be fair, Dan Byrne still can't be a squad player, and they got great, great money out of him. So it can't they be fair than that. Surprisingly like, good money. Yeah, insane money here. And um, one in, one out for Burnley. Uh, Chris Wood going for a, his release clause of 30 million euro, um, which again we'll get to shortly. Um, and bringing in literally what I think is like an evolved form of Chris Wood. 
Okay. I actually th- to think about Weghorst, right? I think I, I think mm. he is actually like the personification of Burnley Football Club. He really fucking is. Like he's big, he's tall, he, you know, uh, he's just a lumbering fucking idiot. <laughs> You know, he's in the way. He's just <laughs> in the way. He's just this immovable fucking lump who's somehow surprisingly better than he looks because he's been averaging a goal every two games in the Bundesliga for Wolfsburg. For yeah. Wolfsburg. yeah. And also, so people are like, well, how did Burnley get this guy? Like, mm. a goal every two games is pretty fucking good, even if you give the German league discount yeah. um, for it. It's like, holy shit, how did they get him? Oh, hang on. He's an anti-vaxxer. Yay! That explains it. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is not vaccinated and Sean Deich don't give no fucks. <laughs> oh, that gas. Yeah, so that's, it. that's oh. how they were able to get him. If in case anybody's wondering how they managed it. It makes you wonder who other anti-vax players are available on the market mm. just for being an idiot like. Like Dejan Lovren's gonna go for like fucking the bag of chips at this point. Yeah, no, but um, yeah, but that's that that's it. Like, loads of clubs were in for him, and then every single one of those deals just fell apart when it it was revealed that he was not vaccinated. So Burnley were that's literally happy. the only club who would sign him. Oh, that would be so awkward for him though. Like that, if that if that that has to be a perfect advertisement for getting the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been sold at a discount price. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like twenty million, like fourteen million was the price. It's like that is a that is a cut price at best for again a player goal per goal every two games. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, like again he could have had like proper like moves lined up. Like he could have been going to he could have been going to Juve. He could have been going to Fiorentina to replace Vavic. He could go anywhere in Europe. And then you can imagine just like once he realized, oh, you know, actually gone, 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 Burnley. Mm-hmm. Like that is why you get your jabs, people. It's not about the coronavirus. It's so you can avoid Burnley. That's mm-hmm. the real disease. <laughs> Or Bernie are just going to sit him down and go, right, job, there you've done. Yeah, I, I can imagine Sean Dice just has him in a rear naked choke, just like hitting him with needles. It's like, I can now imagine you're... Sean Dice just not giving an absolute fuck. He probably thinks like, he. I, I reckon Sean Dice is definitely a full-on Joe Rogan listener. I don't I don't think he is. Like, he actually comes across a lot smarter. Like, you, even you yeah. listen to him in interviews, like, he has the, he comes across that way, yes. But I think behind it is a bit of a, not an intellectual, I won't go that far. But definitely someone who is a bit more grounded. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, uh, maybe he listens to Joe Rogan, but I don't know if he's a... I think he only looks like he'll loathe you if you say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, but he, I think he has some logic to him. Yeah. Um, I also think he is very much old school. Like, what match was it that was called off because of the snow? Snow, the Spurs game, And there's literally game, yeah. the, the picture of him standing on the pitch kind of looking kind of going... Mm. What the fuck is this on about? We can play in this. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is what the look of his face was. It's yeah. kind of like just, just get the yellow ball, we'll be grand. Like you imagine Sean Dyche would be would be happy out if he was just managing like an under 16s in the middle of nowhere. Football. Yeah. Just give me football. Give me football. Screaming yeah. hack the bone at a bunch of 15 year olds. <laughs> it les. It les. <laughs> well um, yeah, that should be uh that should be fun, all right. Um, and yeah, who knows? I actually might help out in the fucking relegation scrap because they're certainly in it. Um, so we'll see. Um, Chelsea have been very, very quiet. Yeah. So as our resident Chelsea experts, how do you rate your, your transfer window? I'm not an expert in this because I know fiddlesticks about uh, the guy that they've got in. I know Did you get anybody in? Because I know they tried to cut short Palmieri's loan at least. They Leon. tried, but it got, yeah. got pushed back. 
Leon mm. told them to go fuck themselves. Mm. Um, so they've no, you've no cover at left wing back. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> that no. sounds like a weakness. Yeah, because it, it, it's it's Alonso. Yeah. Yeah. Until Chilwell comes back, and he's not coming back this season. No. So unless they switch Aspelagueta over to there, which is where he was originally. Mm. Um. Like literally, again, no cover other than him, really. Jesus. Um. Unless they pull one of the midfielders back. Like they have, um, like they were, like they were talk. They have used Pulisic at right wing back a while, and that is only to cover and to give Pulisic games essentially, because he mm. has been kind of like, like four choice for a while. Yeah, base basically our midfield is like over bloated with choice. So mm. yeah, in order to get him onto the pitch and get him game time, yeah, but it's a waste of putting him in, it's, and he's he's yeah. not as defensive minded as needed. Um. It's my same argument that I have with Alonso. I think the term waste would apply to Pulisic no matter where on the pitch you get him. And um, before he got <laughs> injured, it's no. not worked out for him at Chelsea. I think before he got it, before he got injured, he was he was showing sparks of it clicking for him. Yeah. It hasn't since he came back. Um same with Werner. Mm-hmm. Werner um, just has I, well, I, the sign, I think the, I I just think that Premier League football isn't for him. No, I think the, the signing of Lukaku, the yeah. signing of Lukaku is pretty much like point partly is is <laughs> proof positive that Chelsea think Werner's just been a is a busted flush. Yeah, yeah. He, he's they've brought in Lukaku, and even then Lukaku's been garbage. <laughs> you know, he's been fucking <laughs> shit. It, it actually yeah. is so frustrating watching him play sometimes mm-hmm. because. You have so many creative players around him, giving him the perfect balls. You've got Ziyech there, mm-hmm. actively not playing for his country, so he can act like improve with Chelsea. Pulisic, uh, Hudson Odoi. I'm I'm sure I'm missing someone in there as well because there's so many options. Havertz. Havertz, that's the one I was missing. So like you have all these like fantastic crossers and passes of the ball, and the man just will refuse to fucking move. Unless it's exactly to his feet and exactly the manner he wants it at exactly the speed that he wants it in the direction he would like. Absolutely frustrating. So frustrating. I, like, I can see why his fucking teammates hate him. Yes. Like, you can actually tell when, when the pass doesn't go on. The rest of the team are pissed off at him because they're moving and he's not. They actively, if you actually watch some of the matches, they don't that. want to pass to him. They act, they're actively not passing to him unless absolutely and utterly necessary. Uh, I have noticed that a few when you yeah. when you pointed out to me, it's like, oh my god, that is so fucking there, obvious. There's now. there's a mutiny going on. Yeah. Uh, well, subtle. there's also there's also a mutiny going on at the back with the standoff over both um, Rudiger and Christensen's contracts. Yeah. Mm. That's an interesting one. I, I I'm like. For whatever laughing at Lukaku, I'm like, I can't really laugh at Lukaku because he absolutely beasted us when we played. Yeah. Um for whatever that, but like I look at that, I look at the standoff, particularly over Rudiger. Like Christensen, mm-hmm. I never really got what people I'm like, he's a solid enough defender, but people yeah. often hail him as the fucking second coming at times. Mm-hmm. But no, I think Rudiger's vastly superior yeah. defender. And There's a reason why just, he was linked with some some of the clubs to go. Yeah, so the 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 standoff over their contracts is really fucking interesting. Mm. Oh, the, Chelsea will drag it out until absolutely not really the last second. That's and will do. potentially lose them both and go. Ah, sure, we have Silva. It's grand. 
Mm. No, it's not. No, Silver's, Silver's an old man. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you need you, to... you, You've got an extension out of him. That's yeah. all you're going to get. The whole reason for having him there is to steady the ship, pass on the knowledge, and, mm. and potentially teach how to read the game. Because mm. he can do that like nothing else. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the standoff is going to be detrimental. 100% is. Like, it's... Like, Rudiger has been, like, since Tuchel's come in, he's mm. been one of the best centre-backs in the league. Yes. Like, he's been up there with the likes of, like, Ruben Diaz and with, uh, you you'd probably say, like, Van Dijk when he did come back. But Rudiger has been, like, perpetually up there. And that's in both league and Champions League. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, I can't deny, like, he has just been objectively a fantastic player yes. in that system. He's ticking all the boxes. It's actually quite baffling that you haven't tied him down, even though it's protect his value mm-hmm. more than anything else. And having a partner that he can trust. That too, exactly. Because yeah, Zuma couldn't be trusted. Yeah, to actually also, like, stay it, in the. It, it's weird that like you'll see Tuchel now coming in on top of a player for the first time ever. You know, he very much, particularly with the Christensen um, mm. debacle, he very much is blaming the player, which I don't think is the best way of going about shit. You know, he's nope. openly it's stating risky. in press conferences <laughs> that like he's those we've. For me, it's a zero problem because everybody wants the same. Um, mm. Everybody's been waiting a long time now for confirmation, and it's on Andreas to act now, to act how he acts on the pitch. He needs mm. to act off the pitch and walk the talk because he loves. He says he loves us at Chelsea, and he wants to stay. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, it's a bit harsh, yeah. <laughs> and that should be stuff that remains behind closed doors. Mm. He's a very candid Tuchel. Like, he, he's a, he's definitely a very candorous kind of person. Mm. But like, Chelsea don't quite like candor. They like the. The kind of the fine line being walked, as most as most big clubs do. It was also quite hypocritical because we're after giving out about Lukaku, yeah, saying in public that you know he wasn't happy at Chelsea, which was mm. hilarious. Um, and then like <laughs> that interview, saying, that you know, interview was disgraceful. I was like, I I had to admit, I was looking at that. Like the standoff, like, the standoff yeah. for Christensen, like is apparently he was offered. He wants a bit more. He wants more than the one hundred and forty grand a week that Chelsea are offering him. Um, it's not worth that at all. Well, to be honest with you, like they're paying other people. When you look at the other guys in the team, like they're paying, mm. they're paying Lukaku twice that. And how's the design on two hundred thousand? Isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> like, like, you, you can understand they they have a finite time that yeah. they're going to actually get any sort of money. So if they're smart yeah. or have a very good agent, of course they're going to try and get as much money out as possible. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, what, what, they what want to Ru- set themselves out for the rest Rudiger, of the Rudiger wants more than that as well. Rudiger wants like 200k. I think so. it's more than that, isn't it? Like, I, I don't even know at yeah. this point. Like yeah, it's not as if they don't have it either. No, that's the same. The thing is, the thing is, right? It's a what they're asking for, right? That's two of the bedrock. Those two are the bedrock of that defense, and they're mm-hmm. asking what they're asking for is less than what Lukaku, Havertz, Kante. Well, all right, we'll discount Kante because who the fuck earns more, wants to earn more than him? But Lukaku, mm-hmm. Havertz, and Werner, um, who earn between two hundred and ninety and three hundred and forty thousand a week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, fine. Like Kante earning that kind of cash, right? I, I I'd have no complaint about. I'd I'd look at hmm. it as like Kante. I was like, in fact, if it turns out Kante was getting three hundred forty k a week, I'd be like, why isn't he earning more? That man is literally unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, but Havertz, Werner, Lukaku, the washout gang, like the fucking Chelsea Breakfast Club, and they're earning fucking <laughs> over a quarter of a million a week. 
you know, and you've got two years defensive stalwarts not even asking for that amount, and you're going like, I don't think it's fairly lumping Havertz in with them. Oh, like you have to pick, he, he's had long COVID as well. Like he's, you know, in fairness to him, he's he is coming good. There have been worse signings, is what mm-hmm. I would say. Oh, yeah, but there then again, but then again, that's not the highest bar. Like Pulisic, not good. Mm. We know? haven't had very good transfer market the last couple of years. Yeah. Like uh Kepa. Kepa. Yeah. I'm sorry. I am sorry to whoever recommended him, but that temper tantrum when he refused to be subbed. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I'd been the manager I'd have grabbed him by the ear and pulled him off the pitch yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like sorry fourth official you can book me in a minute I'm pulling my player off the pitch yeah. because he's yeah. causing this hassle and he'd have never played again he'd have been sold yeah. at a loss whatever I don't care gone uh, and it was only because Czech then said we need to get Mendy that he, he was signed mm. so that has been the only good signing for me really other than Silva in the last couple of years. Yes. Um, like Mendy was, uh, a, was a, such a vast improvement and he clearly wanted to replicate that with the Kaku. It was just like, mm-hmm. just get a better, you, you just admit that the, the, the player you had was a failure, get a better player in. Yeah, and it didn't work. It didn't work. No. Um, but, but that's been the Chelsea reasons. way though as well. They do that. They, is it, the players don't just scratch, replace them with a better player. Except it doesn't work. No. Because they're buying names rather than players that would work in the system and in the Premier League. And it's Chelsea and that system changes nearly every year. <laughs> Because yeah, you change I mean, whenever they do go, whenever they do, yeah. do go for high quality, oftentimes those deals don't go off. I mean, like they went there for Jules Kounde from Sevilla. Yeah, that's they a offered big, like, like yeah, fucking dump truck full of cash for him. Mm. And Sevilla yeah. now yeah. he's he's what two, two three years younger than Christensen, like you know, mm. yeah. I say it was, it was trying to get him in like before basically that price he got even higher, yeah. and that was even what 60, 70 million at that mm. time release clause wise. So yeah, even Sevilla goes on like, oh no, we're, we're sitting on this so we can get more money because somebody will buy this kid for 80, 90 mil. And it could be Chelsea because... Well, this is really close. It, it, I think it was 70, but now like he's signed on the new deal. So it's like that, that's that been pushed up even higher now. Has he signed a new deal? Fuck. I think so. I know he's in talks for it. I think he's, I'm fairly sure I saw it pop up there, but I could be wrong. I'm surprised but, um, because like... Yeah. It, like because in La Liga, like the, how they do... I'm surprised Chelsea didn't do what we did with Partey because mm. bio clauses aren't paid to the club, they're paid to the league because it's mm. the league that insists on the bio clauses. So you actually yeah. pay it to the league who mm. then give it to the club after you, but the league unauthorized the negotiations. So you basically sure. pay to the league and then you go, well, we can legally call this player up and go here, we'll give you 40 million quid over the next five years. Mm. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe what? Maybe like they just didn't. They thought they were happy with, with what they had, because if they got Kunde in now, you have so many centre backs that like mm. you know, like someone was going to lose out. I know he sold off Zuma anyway, but like, yes. and that was after he got rid of Tamori too. So that's two. I can't understand how Alonso is still there. Yeah, again, just get the get yeah, someone else. And now picking serious fights with your two remaining these really good centre backs. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Um. So wait, fun with Chelsea. Chelsea's fun. Chelsea's gonna be Chelsea great. is fun. Chelsea, Chelsea has been fun. fun. Chelsea's been fun. Right, um, on to the other London team. Yes. The other Sea <laughs> London yeah. team, which is... Palace, yeah. Um, they've, they've been quite enough. They, they got Mateta on a permanent deal. Vieira seems to really like him anyway. 
um, as an option. I think yeah. it is like I think Vieira is like really married to the idea of having four genuine options as strikers. Mm. He's got Edward, he's got IU, he's got Benteke, and he's got Manteta now. I don't blame him for wanting options. Yeah. Between COVID and injuries. Like mm. oh no, more than merrier in that sense. Yeah. But four very different players. Well, they, they, they were hard in for Van der Beek, weren't they? They were. For, they tried their best. They did. They tried the best getting them, but it just didn't happen. Like for the, the uh, pointless ones got involved. Oh, we'll get to them <laughs> <laughs> next. But um, but another one, really low key sign that the Palace did make was um, was raiding Derby County, mm-hmm. and they raided for their nineteen year old uh, striker Luke Plange, who is one of uh, Wayne Rooney's little pet projects. Mm-hmm. And they're smart enough about it because they got him for a million and a half. Yeah, and then on the back to Derby. Yes. So basically, Derby can still use them for the season, and then he's out the past then permanently. Yeah. And good, good deal. Everyone suits everybody. Happy days. And again, Palace like Brentford. They're they're solid. They'll do. They will survive. They're yeah. they're happy enough. Like yeah, they're up in what, thirteen. Thirteen. So like they're okay. Like they'll be fine. Um, and it's a great team to watch. Like genuinely, mm. like I've watched a couple of Palace games, and they've all been bangers. Yeah. Like they've been. It's just been. A re- it's a fun team to watch now. You know, and that's not a slight on Hodgson, by the way. It's just a completely different team. Like it's just chalk and cheese compared to last year. Yeah, different way of playing. Absolutely, yeah. And um, right then, speaking of Everton, now I'm just going to list out the names here in uh, order of when they were signed, and let you know and see if you can tell when Rafa was sacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Vitaly Mykolenko, left back, signed for twenty three point five. Then Anwar El Ghazi signed for Aston Villa, right winger, on loan. Then Nathan Patterson signed as a right back, 14 mil. Lucas Digne leaves for 30 mil. And then on deadline day, Donny van der Beek and Deli Alley on a loan and apparently a free transfer from Spurs. I don't believe that for a second. No, it's not. They don't pay anything for him. Yeah. But it's like a specific, it's like his contract is basically worthless only for mm. all of the incentives in it. So if he plays a certain amount of games, it's 10 million. If he scores a certain amount of goals and makes up a certain amount of assists, it's another... Apparently, the contract can go up to 30 million if yeah. he meets all of these, what they consider to be yeah, achievable, air quotes, um, mm. goal, playing goals. But like, if they, they could literally, they could bench him for six months and pay absolutely nothing. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is so... I, I'd kind of love if they did do that. <laughs> It wouldn't actually put I wouldn't put it past the pointless ones because Lampard is such a bad choice for them. Uh, the video, by the way. Thanks, Neil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Van der Beek. Why? Well, in all fairness, I actually don't know anything about Van der Beek because fuck me. It's not as if we've got a huge sample size of playing time from United to, mm-hmm. to make any kind of a judgment. So is it a highly real rocking around from Ajax that I think yeah, is probably the fuck me. That, that might as well have been that might as well have been taken in an alternate dimension, you know. So as far as Van der Beek goes, shrug emoji. Yeah. You know. Uh Deli Ali, uh they're really hoping that like he comes back as the second coming of English football that he was apparently at Spurs. Yeah, doubt it. Oh my god, like this is terrible. Yeah, and again, only recently now got in a new director of football. Oh, did yeah. he? No, he's, mm, I'm not sure. We were going to talk about everything later on at the end, towards the end of the show, and about like how fucked they could be <laughs> depending on how this goes so we'll the thing that. is right it's a huge huge fucking gamble everything of everton are, everything everton everton have basically been so badly run that everything now is a pure gamble god if it if it yeah if it doesn't work holy god 
<laughs> it actually it did lead yes. to actually the funniest tweet I've ever read in my entire life. It did lead to the funniest tweet. Almost got me back on Twitter. This tweet was so funny. And it was <laughs> Moshiri should just fold Everton if Wayne Rooney, who was a boyhood fan of the club and made his big break there, turns them down in favor of staying at Derby <laughs> under a transfer embargo. <laughs> points out deductions six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should be, instead of going to be locking up the office himself, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, if you can't get Rooney in, like with this the shit show at Derby, like just fucking fold it. Yeah, just yeah. put a big chain around the whole whole load of goods and park and just go. Nah, lads, we're sorry. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um. And like I said, we will we'll we'll touch upon Everton again because they have a, a new look Everton, you know, with the manager who you know says like something kind of serious like a joke, but then no, no, seriously, he just says it as a joke and then gets back to the real serious points. That's how Frank Lampard speaks. You ever notice that? He's that kind of guy who like you know you answer a question, you say a joke first, you laugh it off, and then no, seriously, he gets serious at the end of the sentence. No, never notice that. No, it's literally the one joke about Frank Lampard that everyone does. Every impression, every. Like take on Lampard is that that's how he speaks. Okay. In all fairness, Jonathan, I in all fairness, Jonathan, I barely watch any of actual Frank Lampard. I'm less likely to watch people doing impressions of him. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty slim pickings if that's the case, like isn't it? Like, <laughs> in fact, actually, I know so little about how Frank Lampard's mannerisms and how he talks. I wouldn't even know that they were doing impressions of him. <laughs> Maybe it's like, the oh, what's, what's wrong was. with this? What's wrong with this guy? Like, has he got a head injury? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe that's what the whole kind of trick is. He actually can't make an impression for Lampard. He just like invented one, just as a, just as a joke amongst yeah. like three people. I mean, like, it's know? just it, it's nice to see that the they have a real equal opportunities um, managerial roundabout because yes. the men's team have gone through six managers in less than six years. The women's team <laughs> have just set the record as being the only women's Super League team to have three managers in the one season. And bear in mind, it's only halfway through the season as oh, well. Yeah. We're already halfway through. We are already halfway through. They're on the dirt. This third. is Watford levels of, of, of stupidity. Like, this is like, you know, incredible. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to see that their managerial roundabout is, you know, it's equality. Equal, equal opportunities. It exactly. Very yeah. much so. Exactly. Um, the competence comes in, in both sides there. It's great. Um, so, yeah, and uh, nothing for Leeds, nothing for Leicester. Um, so, I guess they're just business as usual, even though Leeds very much need the players. And to be fair, they did try to bring um, our, uh, Brendan Aronson in, who's like a number mm. six, come eight, come ten. <laughs> like he plays everywhere. Multi. Multi, yeah. And they tried to sign for big money. It just didn't happen. So probably another one for the summer. Yeah, they offered like and 20 million quid for him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And Fuck. his release clause was like 22 or 23. It's so close. And they just wanted to like just get him under, I think. But um, he's a, apparently a top, top player. Like Le- again, again, what Leeds, Leeds is one of those teams where every single transfer window is about not losing the players that they've got. That's mm. it, you know, yeah. Rather, it's, 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 yeah. it's like, if anything, it's like 60-40. We don't want to lose Phillips. Mm. <laughs> we definitely don't want to lose Rafaina. Yeah. I think West Ham went in for both of them. It did, yeah. Late bids. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, for Leicester, like, there's not much they could really do in a sense. They could have gone and sent it back in, but they're getting Profana back in. They have best of guard there, even though he hasn't been great shakes. Like the if they bought no centre block, he'd be a spare prick by the end because everyone's back like from injuries, you know, kind of way. Don't mince your words, sorry. Well, it's true though. Like, I mean, like it's you get someone on loan, but like, oh, they're all back in March. Well, 
I better I better go to yeah, you can go there. Yeah, you can, you can, you can leave now. It's fine. Um, <laughs> don't let the door like, hit you in the way out. Yeah, exactly. And um, don't don't look don't look directly at Brendan's teeth. They will blind you. Uh, <laughs> and then consume you. Yeah, exactly. Did he say anything about envelopes? Yeah, just run. Just go. Just go. Just fucking run. All right. Fucking leg it. <laughs> so Liverpool have had a surprisingly busy month. Shopping. I have. Yeah, same. Right. Like, um, I was not expecting this deal to go through whatsoever. Right. And uh, well, this I was having the Luis Diaz move from Porto to Liverpool. Mm. Now, this is where a weird one in a sense where like other names have been spoken about more. But then, like, as is often the case with Liverpool, they will sign the ones that no one's actually talking about. You know, you'll hear about Rafinha, you'll hear about Jared Bone, and they're the ones that make like waves in the Liverpool circles, like, mm-hmm. like Twitter wise and like fan base wise. And we got, and they all go, like, oh God, they're going to sign Jared Bone. I want the fucking guy type of deal because they want to sign superstar to superstar to superstar. So, well, how's this, motherfuckers? There's your new superstar. And it, when you look at it, it makes complete fucking sense. But the gas thing is that they're doing it now because they know there will be a bidding war next 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 summer. They know mm-hmm. that, that other teams are coming in for this guy. And also, also it puts a bit of pressure on Salah. We were rec- just talking about this. I reckon, Lu- I reckon the signing of Luis Diaz has made Salah, I think he's maybe sitting in the Egypt camp going, oh, is that how you're playing it? It's cunts. Or whatever yeah. the Egyptian for that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That. Like that. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's, a, it's definitely something with a cat head on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the side eye there. I could actually hear that. That was brilliant. She's so, having fun. That's how oh she's having fun. Yeah, God. so like L- Luis Diaz is a good one. Salah mm. will take a note of that. Um, yeah. Bit of frustration on the deal for Carvalho going through. That, that will go down. through the summer, I think. Like that's that was all but signed, really. It a pre-contract like, agreement. You can yeah. still sign a pre-contract agreement. Yeah. Um, it's just that the EFL don't have deal sheets <laughs> as it turns out. So like, pretty much, yeah. It's, you it's, couldn't it's have gotten one through yeah. before the deadline, and then did the negotiation later. Like actually, we don't do that here. No, pretty <laughs> much. And, and it's a pity because like if they did it in the summer, Fulham like will likely be a Premier League team. So there's mm. all a bit of a no point. But the problem was that if you get them in now. It means that the likes of like Dortmund are sniffing around from and mm. um, United, Arsenal are sniffing around. Like, Arsenal definitely sniffing around from. I heard that their names linked with him a lot because yeah. he's a very Arsenal player. Like he is a kind of Smith Rowe. He's a very Arsenal player, player in that he plays football and can fog a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yes. But like he is I definitely. Grind like, that rumor mill, man. Grind it. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's the and thing. You like, resurrected Maradona for a year. Fuck it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no I, th- I thought it was. A, I thought yeah. it was a fairly quiet enough win, though. I mean, obviously, Lucas Lewis. I'm not. I'm not going to never not call him Lucas Diaz, but Lewis <laughs> Diaz. Yeah. Uh, him, and then also getting rid. Well, it rid it, air quotes again mm. of Phillips and Williams. Yeah, no, um, two um, good moves. Yeah. yeah, two great moves. Yeah. Like Williams, two the, Williams actually went to the aforementioned Fulham. So nice yes. a, agent Williams there for, for you. 100%. And you know what? He's going to do great there. Like he genuinely is like, Marco Silver teams can't defend and neither can Nico Williams. So it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> like, no, don't get me wrong. He is genuinely like, he's genuinely great as a winger. And he's mm. been used as a winger for the last couple of like matches. Any cameos, he's actually the sub for Salah, which is like, Oh, that's weird. And I've even said to you before, it's like, watch this match and see how Nico Williams plays the right wing. 
it's weird. Yeah. And the last thing is, I was trying to figure out why this is. This is actually um, the secret sauce for Wales, where they have like Bale on the left, Nico Williams on the right, and Kiefer Moore in the centre. And they've still held to the kind of gigsy 4-3-3, but they've just completely shuffled the pack. And it's worked out really fucking well. Mm. It's so bizarre. Um, so he's better as a right wing now as he is in a right back because he still is a fantastic crosser of the ball. He just plays like in a slightly like deep recessed position. As for Nat Phillips, like fucking no brainer, hundred percent no brainer. Mm. Like genuinely, like like we're getting on. He's on on now. If the deal came in, like we heard Watford, I heard West Ham, Newcastle were floating. Maybe Burnley. He's a very Burnley player, but Bournemouth in a team that's almost certainly going to get promoted. 100% because that means Bournemouth will have him and go can we sign for permanent please and we'll go yes you fucking can and okay. it'll be 15 million in the summer potentially 10 million whatever it is mm. because he'll prove his worth to yeah. Bournemouth and you think like god it's it's just so nice having a team that is hustling the transfer market because that's mm-hmm. what exactly what this is it's a hustle yeah. it's like we've just given you two great players that have proved that they've got you promoted you want to keep them now don't you 15 million and that's it. It's, it's such easy money. And again, we have a fantastic track record of mugging off Bournemouth. So <laughs> this is going to work superbly. We gave them Dominic Solanke and they say pay $27 million for him. Like, we're bullies. Yeah. We're you, proper you, you, bullies. $27 million for Dominic Solanke. I'd rather admit I actually replied to that email from that Nigerian general. <laughs> <laughs> Again, then is that bad? Or that is I play, said admit I paid Diddy 30 fucking million quid for fucking Dominic Salanke. Yeah, I know. Oh, How beautiful is that? I know. Anyway, we'll shift on uh, we will. from the uh, hustlers one one to the fucking... One in one out of Man City, yeah. So Ferran Torres, big money to Barca. So like, he is the, num- he is the number nine they wanted, really. And... For, and, and in fairness, like the one genuinely good move, I think they are getting a bit, bit like pricey for Barca because they have no money to spend. Well, player wise, solid move. It's kind of what they need and probably will play him as a false nine like he does for Spain. And um, because they do genuinely hope he is that player for Spain and for Barcelona as well, just to be that new kind of like, uh, I guess like David Villa type in a sense. Mm-hmm. I know he's not, he's not as like, like bulky as Villa was, but just a perennial goal scorer that everyone can kind of lump the ball to. Um, great player. Like, genuinely, what a, like, for Man City, I was thinking, like, oh, you've dropped the ball here. Like, look what we did with, with, with Sani. I was thinking, like, because you have so much up front that, like, someone always loses out, and, 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 and Sane mm. was that. He's still a brilliant player. Yeah. It's just that he can't get in the team because of fitness. In the same way, like, kind of Sterling's never been kind of slightly pushed out because uh, he's give not. Give her sugar. Give her sugar. She needs sugar. <laughs> she, she needs sugar. You're right. <laughs> Do you need sugar? Always. Always. Well, there you go. And um, that's all of that. But um, yeah, like I think, um, like the same thing where like you had the likes of um, the the likes of Julian Alvarez coming in. Like he's been. Uh, we mentioned him in a stat attack, for example, where he's like outscored Salah. Like getting him in now is like, oh, you've also answered the problem with having not having a striker. You now yeah. have the next Aguero. So it was like box ticked, box ticked. You made a profit. When's the last time Man City made a profit? Like, never happens. They don't need to make a profit. They got the cheat codes on. That's insane. So it from, never happened. So from, uh, so from cheat codes on to these guys really need to get a fucking clue to the other side <laughs> of Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> no new arrivals. 
hilarious. And like, who do you got rid of? Martial, Diallo, uh, Van der Beek. Manchester United, a quest for rice. Uh, <laughs> sounds, want like a a fucking, rice. sounds like a fucking Sierra game. Uh, <laughs> I would totally believe Sierra to make a game of rice. Far, with far more deaths, though. And far yes. more pointless, far more <laughs> pointless fucking deaths. We, we say that as they are currently drawing one all to Borough and it's gone to extra time. So by the end of our transfer rundown, they may have like either won or lost on penalties to Chris Wilder's Middlesbrough. Like, <laughs> is that is that what you want? That was the sugar rush you needed. Was was misery. No, no, was Manchester United losing? That's a, yeah, you have it. Yeah, that's time. what you needed. Yeah, that's a sugar boost is ever needed. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, but genuinely, like it's the it's it is just a bad time for Man United because of their own incompetency. <laughs> and the guy's thing is, this is not the business they wanted to do. They want to get rid of so many other people. They couldn't get rid of Phil Jones, <laughs> couldn't get rid of Jesse Lingard, and now doesn't want to play football anymore for Man United. He's going to sit there and wait for him to go. And he's like going to go to the thing about the whole talking. Lingard thing, right? The Lingard thing was so fucking hilarious. Like that just showed the Lingard thing shows you how much of a sham United are because they can't even do really incredibly charitable human like humanly things correctly right so rang <laughs> rang humanly <laughs> like they can't e- they can't even do the right thing correctly so like mm. rang goes out on a fucking press conference and says look with everything that went on lingard needs a few days he he asked for a few days off to go clear his head and he said okay then yeah the thing that happened with his mate greenwood um, yeah. and also he wanted to, he wanted out of the team that never happened so he didn't get the deal and so we gave him a, some time off to clear his head. There is nothing objectionable about that whatsoever. Mm. That is brilliant. Only then a day later for Lindgaard to completely thrash it by saying that the club had told him <laughs> that he'd never asked for the time off and that the club had told him to go take a few days. And that apparently yeah. he's, always in, he's always got his head in the game. He's always 100% committed and so on and so forth. Like you can't even bad for his for his saleability. Yes, you can't even. And his PR manager got onto him. It's all it's always the PR manager or slash agent because they they need their cut. Mm. uh, Saying no, no, that makes you sound unsellable. That makes you sound unsellable. (laughs) I won't get my money. Like I've got no love for football. (laughs) Like I've got no love for um, for. Lingard, like I've got no Mm. love for Lingard, so I don't really give too much of a fuck what happens to him. But uh, my God, United are a sham. They're an no. absolute sham. 100%. Like, they, 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 they can't even get Ronaldo to score a penalty, like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Should not tell you that there's something fundamentally wrong? It, it, it was... It's, you, everybody knew there was something fundamentally wrong the second that they re-signed Ronaldo yeah, because yeah. that was a marketing ploy, not a football decision. The thing, yeah. the thing about it is, is that, like... That was actually a summer of optimism because all right, then fine, Ronaldo, bit of a PR stunt, whatever. But he will get you goals. He is quite, he is good for the team, great for morale. But also the people they brought in alongside him, like they got him, like got him Varane, like holy fuck, I was looking at Varane and Sancho alone. They got Varane, they got Sancho. I was like, God damn! And then they just balls the whole thing up. I was like, How did you do this? Like you literally snatched. Yeah, they did snatch. Victory from the jaw, they snatched the feet from the jaws of victory. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I was I was just laughing at all of this. I was laughing at all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, I fully believe that Ronaldo pl- is too much of a diva and is causing havoc in the dressing room. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. They've, because they've got players there now. Like Marshall doesn't want to play for them anymore. Lingard doesn't want to play anymore. Yeah. You know, 
I can imagine they know they loaned out to Anzebe to Napoli. I guarantee he requested that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I would oh, be yeah. amazed. Uh, Van de Beek, does anybody even listen to him anymore? Fuck it. Um, <laughs> like, they're just like, get. Like, they've, they've literally got players going, turning around and going, I want to get out of here. Get me the fuck out of this club. I don't mm. want to be here. Yeah. Oh, really? And it, like, Ronaldo is actually, like, he's causing some serious fucking bust up. There was a report there of the fight at the training ground where um, him and Maguire are apparently not on speaking terms anymore after, during an argument they had in the training ground, Ronaldo was trying to, he was trying to come up with something to like give Maguire a bit of a G up, you know? And the phrase he apparently chose, apparently, because confirm it, but the phrase he apparently chose was, (laughs) do you you want the only silverware you touch to be a pair of handcuffs? I don't like Ronaldo, but that's a fucking brilliant line. <laughs> okay, he's, he's risen slightly in my slightly. estimation. Did um, Harry Maguire reply back by going, I don't like your Portuguese culture? <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, apparently that was apparently that was the phrase he chose. Um, remember that story from like the, from when he did get arrested by the Greek police? The Greek police claimed that he was insulting the ancient culture of Greece yeah. and saying that the Romans were better. Or so something along those lines. It was like, yeah, of course he did, mate. Absolutely. Sure. Because Harry Maguire totally knows the difference between his Sophocles and his Aristotle. Like, not a fucking chance. He thinks Aristotle's a fucking, like, restaurant in Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. You know, not a fucking chance, like. But, yeah, that's that's a cracking line, to be honest. Like, I, I actually appreciate that line. Yeah. You know, that's great. That would have got a rise out of me anyway. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe these people just can't be motivated, Neil. That's their problem. Maybe that's what's motivated. Yeah, just, you just can't. You just, you can't pair handcuffs. Mm-hmm. Well, he's avoided it fairly well so far. That's what I mean. Yeah, there you go. Handcuffs going around a lot, many United lately, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they seem to be the in fashion item at probably. Manchester United. Yeah, I think so too. That's the that is the kind of like the, the another part of it. Like, like there's not much we can really talk about because like um, it's still kind of. Like it has come out and everyone knows about it and that sort of thing. And but it hasn't been properly confirmed yet. Exactly. And there's not much else we can say that's that we're not going to be saying constantly anyway. Unless yeah. you heard the audio and I didn't. Oh uh, I, I don't fully admit I haven't. No, do not, please. Uh it's 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 not good. Um no, uh, what's not good is that she actually knew that she had to record it in order to be believed. And that's that's another part of it too. But, exactly. That's, that's that's part of the culture that needs to be stamped out mm, fast. That's it, yeah. Um, and and like I said, like as you said, the the whole situation is just like another addition to the problems there. Mm. And like I said, we don't know. Like with, like we we had this with with Benjamin Mendy at Man City. How much of that were they aware of? Mm-hmm. How much of that was the club aware of and were yeah. conscious of as they were playing them? Like like even his situation is is escalating as well now with like another count. Mm. That he has some answer to. Does the club was the club aware for it and, and all this sort of stuff? But it's another hole in the hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the thing. Um, so yeah, it's it's just not been good. As we check back and see, yeah, it's still one all between themselves and Middlesbrough. This is this could be um a a, a fun night for Man United. Obviously, I'll be fair. Um, so uh, let's talk about Newcastle. The supposed big spenders didn't spend that much in the end. hundred million euro, not not too shabby. That to wasn't for a fucking lack of trying. No, for like a trying, no. Like they didn't get the targets they wanted. 
Um, <laughs> they're literally like they're very much the embodiment of that the the Futurama meme of Philip Fry going, "Shut up and take my money." Mm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, well, we we'll see what we did get. Like the first one they got in was Kieran Trippier, which I think was a no-brainer. Really, mm. going for a cup price deal from Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Sorry, it's a no-brainer. I thought you were talking about Trippier. But he is. Um, but <laughs> It was a two for one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> two brain cells for the price of one. It works perfectly. Okay. No? No? Think so? But um, but yeah, either way then, like, again, tactically a good show because mm. he brings his set pieces with him as well. And it's one thing that Newcastle have been lacking big time is set pieces. So he brings the corners, he brings the free kicks, and it means John Rochelle doesn't have to kick a ball then. Like, he is good at it, but it's like, like one good shot does not equate to 99 fucking rosies. And that's John Joe Shelby, unfortunately. It's easy. 100%. But um, then they got Chris Wood in, which again, is that is that is that one like transfer where like, it's either going to be the secret sauce or it's the one transfer where everyone's going to slack them off about it. Because bear in mind, they have paid 30 million for Chris Wood. Mm-hmm. And the hilarious thing is like, we were talking about why they were doing it. The reason was because early he is the best in the league and one of the best in Europe's. Like he is like better than the likes of Haaland in the air. Yeah, but he, it's also he he's the best for another team that they are yeah. currently duking it out in a relegation battle with. Oh yeah, I guarantee. I, I'm, I'm willing to bet money that if Wood did not play for Burnley, they would mm. not have signed him. The oh, fact is, not. they get a player who is they get a player who I don't know, might score maybe ten goals or something like that for them. But that's 10 goals less than what Burnley are going to get. That's Burnley it, don't yeah. score a whole lot of goals if you're looking at their goals for Colleen. And, you know, it's it's it was done more to hurt Burnley than to strengthen Newcastle. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And like I said, like, like very course, probably looks like more of a Burnley player now because he's just the height of him, bulk of him. Mm. Could be a bit of a double-edged sword in that sense because Wood could, very well goals could dry up and very course is, is keeping his his run from Wales and Wolfsburg. So you never know. Yeah. So it's a risky run. I suppose like, the marquee signing was Bruno Gamares, who like, I think everyone's going to go on, how did Newcastle get him instead of fucking another club? But it'll be interesting to see how he actually does. Because again, he's a player that comes with a lot of hype, a lot of interest, a lot of excitement. It'd be interesting to see how he actually does. Because again, it's a it's a different assignment. You know, you're not, it's Leon is a steady enough club in, in League One. Okay, like league position-wise... It fluctuates with Leon anyway, but with Newcastle, you're in a you're in a fight. Yeah, you have to survive this. You survive this season, and then suddenly, the the wealth of the world is open to you. So yeah, it should be interesting to go there. Um, but the thing about then, Newcastle, the this the main signing about Newcastle that I nearly broke me hmm. was Bruno Gamarage. Bruno Gamarage playing for Newcastle. Like hmm. I I remember. Uh, this is all my age here, but I remember when Pardew managed to snag Tevez and Mascherano. West Ham, yeah. I'm watching them play for West Ham and going, this is actually happening. Has yeah. somebody just flicked on, like, have somebody just switched the feed to a FIFA game that somebody is doctored? Like, this is garbage. <laughs> ultimate team, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's going to be like. Like, mm. him playing for Newcastle, it's just the ultimate, like, this, this shouldn't happen. This is terrible. <laughs> this is awful. He's going to be in a team. Like, you know, the, the fucking, the Simpsons meme of him meeting John Joe Shelby is already going around loads. Like, going, <laughs> I play midfield. You play midfield too. 
are you better than I am? Well, I've never met you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. It really is. And then obviously they, they followed up with middle centre back and Dan Burns. We're getting a lot of height in this Newcastle team now. Like Dan Burns six foot seven. And so like he's probably gonna be deployed as a centre back because I know like Brighton are weird and they play him as as a as a fullback, but like he'll be centre back, no doubt. Because then they brought Matt Target in as left back, an actual left back. So on, on a loan. So they pr- probably would want to get him maybe permanently. I don't know. Maybe they have other targets. But at least now that's like what a pretty much the baking of a new centre back defending. Because the cell will probably still survive. So you look at the cell potentially burn Trippier target as your back four now, which is at least better than what they had. Um, and it's, it's a starting of a spine, at least. Yeah, like, well, they didn't get the ones that they wanted. They wanted Diego Carlos and Botman. Yeah. Um, but they're still both at Sevilla and Lille. Yes. Um, and they desperate. They really wanted Lingard back as well. So, yeah. oh, they wanted Lingard. Sorry, not back. Yeah, but they wanted Lingard. So, um, he wouldn't have good fit now. In fairness, yeah, he wouldn't have good they, fit. They literally spent as about as much money as people would allow them to. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was much, about yeah. as much money as they could give away. And yeah. it probably they can. They can yeah. exactly. Were an offer, were an offer the signing of Gamarage, I'd be like, it wouldn't be enough. But I reckon he's going to keep them up. Yeah. I think so. I think that that is a difference. And again, if the the gold got an Olympic win. gold medal, what's he doing? Newcastle, fucking hell! Nobody explained to him the relegation system. <laughs> that could be a two. Maybe he thinks he's signed for Juve or something. The black and white stripes. Awful, awful. Yes, yes. So, so oh yeah, it's it's Juve, but they've just put the they've put the black and white stripes the other way for this yeah. season. That's it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so it's really cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he get when he finally touches down and it's like fucking like Baltic, and he just sees people still wearing like shirtless, going, "Well, hey man, it's like I, I'm going. I I know I can't. <laughs> this is weird. Don't like it." Somebody Crazy. smashes a Newcastle brown bottle beer and just fucking sticks it in his face and goes, "Stitch that, Bruno." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Newcastle. <laughs> I got I got mugged yeah. on the way here. No, that he he was your welcome agent. Uh, <laughs> Welcome, that's our flatmate. Uh, <laughs> so, um, no, there's no arrivals from Norwich except uh, probably one pretty massive fucking departure in Todd Cantwell going to Bournemouth. Mm. Like, again, Norwich are they're gone, they're fucking relegated. Like, uh, I think it's only it goes without saying, but the fact that they have, like, in a season sold up Wendia to Premier League rival mm. for super money. And then let Todd Cantwell go on a loan back to Bournemouth, who, by the way, signed five players on deadline day because Scott Parker's a mentalist. Yeah, um, and Bournemouth, Bournemouth have an option for him in the summer. And I reckon they're going to yeah. take, yeah. if, he, if he touches down, they're going to take up. I think that was just Cantwell turning around and going, I want out of here. You guys yeah. are going down. And I reckon these guys are coming up. So I want to go here. Mm. And yeah. you're send me there. They're all being sold in this Bournemouth project. Even the players are going on loan are going, we've been told. Like even like we 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 skipped Newcastle, but Freddie Woodman coming in mm. to Bournemouth as well, who again had a brilliant season at Swansea and is very clearly the, a future like contender in terms of goalkeepers for Premier League. He's been sold in the Bournemouth project. So is Nate Nat Phillips. So is like Todd Cantwell, who you mentioned as well. And it's been telling us that Gary Cahill's at that club now as well. Mm. So there are players going to Bournemouth because they believe in this project that Parker has. So like the fact that like Cantwell is already recognised as going like I'm not being played. I'm, I'm just going to go because I'm, I'm not happy at the club. And he's going to probably tear trees up again in the championship with Bournemouth. You know, it's it's insane to think like that's 
they already know how bad this is going by just leaving to the team that's going to replace them anyway. Mm. It's a bit of a fuck you, like, you know. Yeah. Um, there's only one um, bit of business from Southampton. That was uh, Willie Caballero, or as we used to call him, Canyonero. And um, yeah, we, we, we had a, we had a, we had a bit, of, bit of a bit when everybody was playing. It was called Canyonero. Yeah. You have to be there. You have to be there. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, he's yeah, he, he's the only arrival, really. And nothing else. Sat in a very quiet uh, time. And yeah, just they're, they're, they'll, they'll survive just about, I think. Um, Spurs, weird one. Um, so Deli Ali gone to Everton. You, apparently for a, a pay-as-you-want uh, deal. Um, Brian Hill to back to Valencia. Uh, Lo Celso to Villarreal. You can very just clearly tell, here's all the players that Conte doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it was like an audition. It was like an Anne Robinson, weakest link type of situation going, so Giovanni Lo Celso, you missed that penalty. Can you ask me why? Uh, no, man. Get out! You're going to Villarreal! <laughs> it's like exactly that, like. And on um, Delhi, you don't think you can bother run? No. Huh? You think you're Sheha? Huh? Off to Leon with you. And so, thank, thank you. Yeah, actually, exactly. nice. He's like, he's like you, you arrived, you arrived with his bags packed. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so exactly, yeah, it, it, um, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, they got Bentacor in and Kulusevski, um, mm. Kulusevski on a loan. Yeah, so they managed to get in both of. Juve's midfielders and get rid of four of their own. So mm. I don't know. Time, time will only tell whether or not that's actually going to be an upgrade. But I'm like, it's more players that Conte trusts and less players that Conte doesn't trust. So yeah, hey. I think Hugo Lefsy could be Loki quite good. Like, um, he's, he's he's a he's a bulky enough right winger. Like, um, like six foot two, I think he is. Like, fairly like a strong willed winger. Like, mm. you know, definitely like more to cut. Like, I know they want trying to go for Adama Traore, um, earlier yeah. in the window, but. Like that's actually a, kind of a better fit. I know they want to get him permanently, and he'd be a better fit than Doherty in the system. But Kukulevsky would be that kind of competition for Mora, who the goals are kind of dried up for all the purposes. Um, and maybe I don't know. Maybe he'd play kind of second string to Kane. I don't know. It's it's hard to say the way Conte's going to go. With yeah, it. I don't think so. I think I think one of their biggest misses was they didn't get a they didn't get a backup striker. Yeah, they also didn't get a new right wing back either, which I think was a yeah. big mm-hmm. miss. Um, which, yeah. which is why they were hard in for arm grease. Mm. Um, I didn't blow again. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think anyone's going to get it. I still this think stage. this is <laughs> hilarious. Um, <laughs> just that, that he like he was like, I want to go. I want to go. I'm like, yeah, let me out. <laughs> and now everybody went, no. No. <laughs> we don't want you. Stay where you are. Bye. <laughs> you see this contract? Yeah, it says 2026. Yeah, we're at two at the moment. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And none of the other clubs wanted to buy you out. No. So, this, nope. Nope. It's not happening. You're like. not worth right, it. So on to Watford. Watford, yeah. Signing a lot of players that no one's heard of because that is what Watford do. Um, yeah, again, six, all... six players for roughly around about 20 million quid. Uh, and along with Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Roy Hodgson back in the Prem. Um, hey I'm sorry for him, to be honest. <laughs> they, they've stumbled into essentially like a, a relegation scrap. And um, it's going to be, I, I don't see it going well for Watford, to be fair. Oh, well, it depends. I mean, like, it's six players they've got in. Like, nobody knows anything about. So it's all just shrug emoji shit here. Like, yeah, I don't know. This, this, this is the trouble, like, because 
they do shit like this. They find players. Like Emmanuel Dennis was a, was a find, and so was uh, Kuka and all these other players that have done really well for them. These could be like genuine players. We'll name a few of them, like uh, Okoye, goalkeeper, apparently. Um, uh, yeah, but he, he got, he's been loaned back to Sparta Rotterdam, though. He has been, yeah, you can see that, you're right. Um, Sam, Samuel Kalu, I've heard of, a pretty decent winger for Bordeaux, coming in on the cheap. Um, and then a few players, like you can kind of expect, are kind of going to the loan farm anyway. Um, but Edo uh, Kayembe, probably the pick out for terms of first team players, you'd say. Um, DM, uh, maybe Samir as a centre back. Again, it's, it's so hard to tell with, with Watford. They're just a kind of unknown quantity. Like an, they're like a genuine X factor. Mm. You just don't know. Like they, they're, their player. They, yeah, their team is literally a question mark. <laughs> they are the Riddler. They are the Riddler of the fucking Premier League because it's just question marks all over the fucking shop. They are literally the jumpsuit that Jim Carrey is wearing. Like green screen, like key out the green, and that's all you get for Watford. Like <laughs> you don't even know what formation they're going to have. Four for two, it's Roy Hodgson. But like you don't even know how they're going to play. <laughs> he does. He's a four for two manager. Ouch. Always has been. Yes. Yeah. You want a fucking two for now? Wrong with four for two. Now wrong yeah. with four for two. <laughs> hit Les. Hit Les. <laughs> so um, West Ham have done no business. They tried. They really, really tried. But they got no one in. I think they 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 will probably feel a bit sick and they didn't get Lingard in, mm. like on the balance of things because they do. They Moisey loves Lingard. You can tell yeah. he's one of his boys. Like even brought him through the team when he was at United too. Like, yeah, true. Definitely one of his kids. One of his kids. He wants to bring him home, mm. and just like just like he's the kind of one that was supposed to hold Lingard and like just like not let go. You can tell like he, he definitely sees it. Like and and Lingard. Sees I kind of I kind of imagine like I imagine like if they ever get back together, like mm. in terms uh, of a team and a player. It's gonna be like the scene from Goodwill Hunting, you know, where he's like, "It's not your fault. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault." And he's like, "Don't do this to be bad. Don't do this to be." And they just break down sobbing and crying. It's like it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. You're actually a good player. It wasn't your fault. They're all just dickheads. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I can actually believe that Moisey because he's probably gonna have a fucking axe to grind after what happened to him. And <laughs> um, yeah, and and the last one then is Wolves, who again. The biggest thing about them was they let go of Adama Traore to Barca. Pretty much a, like, uh, a deal for like, what, 20, 30 million in the summer. And they already got his replacement in, in Chiquinco for a cup price deal. Now, again, like they have to hook up with Jorge Mendes. They they hope that this guy is going to be him. But even another one I just noticed there, like Sang Bing Young uh, from Syrian Blue Wings, again, cup price deal from the, from the uh, K-League. Again, we saw what with Wang that made his move permanent as well, which is again perfect. He was a great signing. Um, again, low key good business for Wolves. Like they're kind of under the radar now. Mm. But it depends on like much like with other teams, it's trying to keep the likes of Neves and still they saw now really kind of making waves. You know, um, I'm actually well pointed there, actually. They actually like loaned out some of those players to grasshoppers now, apparently. Um, so young and I just mentioned there. He's gone to Grasshoppers and a few other kind of the players he signed now are all going there too. So again, maybe just like par for the for the wrong kind of like loan club loan farm as well. So um but yeah, low key, just kind of consolidate what they had. And um, that's Wall Street right at the moment. So um we're gonna take a brief cut here because we have a penalty shootout. Yes, we it is off two penalties. And the last time we did a live commentary ish on a penalty shootout, Manuel lost. To Derby County. Yes, please. <laughs> so let's see. Um, we're only going by a lot of blog, like blog here, Neil. I don't know if you have a stream or not, but 
we're going to see how this goes. Oh, hang so, on. Who, which, what's, what do you have? Because that's it for the, the podcast, wasn't it? Uh, well, it's part of the CODs, and then we can slag them off there. So, um, yeah, I'll stop my timer there. So, let's see. Um, I'm only on my blog here, Neil. So, uh, if you have a, if you have a hookup, let us know. Well, let's no, see. I've got a, I've just got a, I've got a couple of blogs. Uh, one was handily telling me that United have lost six of our last seven penalty shootouts. That is a great start. Same uh, as when we were Yeah. So, this will be exciting. <laughs> so, let us see. Oh, here, quick, nice little uh, stat attack for you. Ooh, Minamino, Takumi Minamino. Yeah. Nice little thing about, nice little fact about him when he was 18. He used to have the Guinness World Record for the most high fives in a minute. Oh. Genuinely. That's actually ridiculously wholesome. Isn't he? Because he is, he is a wholesome boy. 187. Wow. That is impressive. That's over, just over three a second. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty wild. That's pretty fucking wild. He held, he held that record for two years. Over two years. Just mm. a little thing there. Yeah. I bet that. So I just like that stat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, we are apparently very close to the shootouts. So, uh, we are. They are not going to hear the end of it if they do uh, lose the borough here in this. Because again, look at the, the team they have is actually surreal. Mm-hmm. Out for this. Out for this match. Yeah. Also, another little bit of Afcon uh, news. Um, remember, Nigeria were really angry with Emmanuel Dennis for pulling out at the last minute. Oh yes. Um, funny fact. Uh, should have expected that from him because he did it at Club Brugge when he refused to play in a Champions League game because someone took his favourite seat in the team bus. Actually, refused to play in a Champions League game because somebody sat in his favourite seat, <laughs> fucking bus. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's like Bellatelli. Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> Though I miss him just randomly like going into the petrol station saying, fill her up. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody fill her up. Aww. I'm paying. Yeah, he was just mental. Bellatelli, he was ah, yes. on the pitch, but he seemed to have been genuinely nice. Yeah. If a bit of a duh. Yeah, that's... Uh-huh. Immature is the word. He's like, yeah. He never grew up. Immature to the point where he was fined 100 grand for throwing lawn darts at the the Manchester City youth team players from a first floor window. Well, look, who hasn't done that, to be fair? Like, you know, <laughs> have a chance. Like, we, we've had this conversation. I fully believe that a lot of footballers are, have stunted emotional growth. <laughs> because they've literally been put, they've literally gone into training academies yeah. from a very young age. Mm. And they're, it's more football orientated than education orientated. Yeah. They've never worked in a... a normal job yeah um what is normal to them like yeah like yeah. they like they're getting paid thousands that we like you know that people wouldn't get paid in a year mm. um so yeah i i fully believe they've never experienced life so they are <laughs> they are stuck in like secondary school that's it like primary school even like mm, yeah for some of them yeah yeah depending Cause on because everything's sorted out in. for them yeah like they don't have to pay bills. They don't have, no. like they they say to their agent or their manager. Clubs whoever, cover all the tax. Um, yeah. I want a new car. Um, I want a red one, and it's <laughs> bought for them. What kind, of car, what, kind of, what kind of car do you want, sir? Red Fast. one. Fast, yeah. <laughs> you know, I want the one that he has. 
I want new runners. Yeah. You know, it's, it's all sorted for them. They don't oh, have to. Borough are getting a former Man U player, Paddy McNair, to take the first kick for them. Oh, mind oh. games already, lads. Oh. Fucking mind and, games. And McNair scores it. So McNair scores the first penalty. So this is interesting. Good start. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, Dean Henderson goal, who is, uh, it can be a few penalties, to be fair. So, okay, Matt is starting for, um, Matt is starting for United. So, let's see how this goes. And Matt scores it, so it's 1-0. Nice to see Matt again in the game, to be fair. Mm. But, like, it's hilarious. Like, there's certain players that always get followed by certain managers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this is a little bit like. I mean, I feel kind of like like Matt, like Matt is kind of ones where like they just kind of run because he's just really nice. So Matt follows uh, a nice, a nice little here, a nice, a nice further little stat attack here. Leeds actually had the chance to sign Erling Haaland four years ago, but couldn't mm-hmm. afford the four million pound transfer fee. Oof. Wow! Ouch! Yeah, ouch! Indeed. Okay, so. Oh, oh, oh. Again, it's, it's kind of weird trying to find any form of information here. Okay, so Borov finally put the next penalty away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, and Piero scores bottom right. This is generally like a great way to end this podcast. <laughs> this is like yeah, and we're gonna just watch a blog. Actually, that was actually quite bad from Henderson. Oh, have you got a stream there? Have you? No, but I do. I get a kind of playbacks. He actually dove ah. over that ball. That's mad. It's crept up underneath him. Mm. Man, you've scored there one, so it's two all. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Slabhead got it there, apparently. Can we get in before the penalty shootout, I wonder? <laughs> Okay, here we go. Slaphead scored it. Uh, we have a stream up it now here, Neil, so I can give you running commentary. Middlesbrough 3-2. They scored yeah, theirs. Well we are well behind there, yeah. So at least you get to see it. So, okay. That's why the podcast are for the end of the show, eh? <laughs> Odd. Because then no, it's quiet. Yeah. Which is exactly no, what we that, well, I'll break the quiet with another stat. Stats. Oh, he's up the stats. Yeah, Sean Dyche finds his Burnley players if they don't bring in cake for their teammates' birthdays. Oh, uh, oh one. Ralph Rangan, it's Ralph Rangan, it's Man United contract includes an eight million pound bonus if he can somehow lure Erling Haaland to the club. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's like, like the Simpsons. Come on, John United. No. I'll be your best friend. No. <laughs> no. You're mean. <laughs> okay, that's Johnny House and scoring for Burrow there. So now oh, it's Fred. Ooh, okay. Interesting. He's up for this. He is. Interesting. Ooh. Oh, stop, start, run off. That's you know a, that was a cheeky penalty. It was. Bit of, right, bit he, of. he had to put that right into the corner, otherwise then yeah. the fucking keeper got into that. That's just it, like. Just under the keeper's body. Just about. Now, in fairness, that was no, pinpoint. No, didn't reach it. Pinpoint. Again, same as like Henderson earlier on. Like, how do I even like, not low, like in a weird kind of loop, like a loop. Break up the okay. silence with another stat. After okay. shitting, after shitting in the referee's toilet before the game, Robbie Savage was once fined a third of what Cantona was fined for kung fu kicking that Palace fan. <laughs> <laughs> I like that's the levels of fines we're talking about, apparently. Okay. Oh. Oh, Ooh. top bins. Yeah, nice he one. fucking spanked that poor fucking. Oh, Henderson. he certainly did. Henderson did well <laughs> to even get near that. What a delicious hit mm. indeed. It was Dyke still, was it? Tavernia, Marcus Tavernier, yeah. Thought I recognize him. <laughs> oh, here comes Pissy Pants. The diva himself. Oh, he's already missed a penalty. He's not up for it. He, he's not having a good day. He wants to go home. He's not sure. He's ah. our stream, apparently. He does score. Apparently, got a finger to it though, keeper. Yeah, but he hit that with some like he fucking well eat it. Never read it now, yeah. Hmm. So let's see. Okay. Oh, he did fucking level that to be fair. All right, okay. So this is gonna go to sudden death, isn't it? Could do. Okay, center back. Seems chill. Mm. She doesn't. Looks <laughs> cold. Yeah, to be fair. All right, here we go. Center backs playing, taking penalties is always an interesting uh, phenomenon. Yes. Did he take it? Oof. He scores it. Right, so now it's oh, it's Fern- Bruno Fernandez. It's Ooh. Fernandez. He has to score this. United are out. Oh, another quick stat. Another quick stat. Um, yeah. Odds, uh, Palace striker odds on Edward. Um, a couple of months back, finally agreed to pay twenty k to a man he left deaf in one ear after shooting him with an air rifle a number of years ago. Oh, Edward always refused yeah. to pay, claiming that he was angry, so he decided to shoot some random passerby. That was back when he was in the PSG. I remember that, hearing that story. <laughs> oh, the, you were hearing somebody's for the first time, kid. <laughs> you were saying oh about how they live in like a shelter, have a sheltered life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wank. Mm. Fernandez rolls at bottom right, baby. Okay. So sudden death. So. Okay. Right. And we go again. Oh, God. Hey. I don't know why I hate the cop skipping the jump penalty. Mm. I really do. I know Georgina does it has it to an art form. Yeah. But God, 
just fucking letter it like that's... who who started I can't even remember I think it was I think it was actually probably the Italian team during the World Cup well I think they, they were all kind of learned from Pirlo wasn't it like that's who it was yeah and it was just like no so then like okay. Pier, Pirlo was doing it to sus, to, to psych Joe Hart out and boy mm. did it ever okay right so sudden that's so mm-hmm. and this is the uh, the goal scorer I think is it Crooks right Break up with another stat. Go for it. Sixth tier French side Tarbs were knocked out of the French Cup this year after their sat nav took them to the wrong town. Oh, no. Oh, oh great penalty. Ooh, that was a. Uh, <laughs> he, that was tidy. That was confidence. Confidence and straight end Straight into the fucking bottom right corner. Get in there. And you know what? Like, Henderson's getting nowhere near that. Mm mm. Oh, it was Watmore from Spur from Sunderland. He's ginger. Of course, I should have recognised him. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know all of the gingers. I do. I have an encyclopedic knowledge. John Arnerese, Duncan Watmore. Well, John Arnerese is the only. Uh, That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah. He's it. That's it. So this is the McTominay. I believe he does score. Yes, he does. Okay. So again. Lumley's like getting to all these ones, but the penalties are just too, too sharp. Like, yeah, they're all just lashing. Like, whenever, whenever he guesses yeah. right, they're just lashing the fucking in. Yeah. I will say one thing: like, like Lumley has been closer than Henderson have been. Henderson has gone nowhere near these penalties so far. So, so long as Burrow has a decent mm. shot, like, should be okay. So let's see. No centre back. Mm. He's breaking. You can tell. You can see in Henry's eyes. Like he hasn't gone anywhere mm. near these yet. He's not sure. Oh, mm. D- Dale Fry. Burrow yeah. lads. That's another one wrong for Hendo. Oh, way out. Good God. Okay. I think this is going to Diego Dallo now. I think. <laughs> the Guardian decided to caption that way. It's a Friday night fry, all right. Whipping it left hand side of the goal. It's like, mm. seriously, guys, there's no need for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. That was a good penalty. These are getting better. I don't know how. It's reverse psychology. We want the five players who didn't want to take the penalties. Big brain move. <laughs> Hero or zero, so you may as well put your foot through it. Fucking yeah, to be fair. To be fair, Dallow's been one of the players that's kind of taken to Ragnick more than most. Mm. It's surprising. He's been really uh, forgotten man with Solskjaer. Yeah, good penalty. Very good penalty. And actually sent Lumley the wrong way for a change. Yeah. Hmm. So, who's next now is the question. This is an all looking bit. The Peltier. Hmm. <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll leave that to leave you to react to that one. In this course, this one. <laughs> and how? Oh, oh never in doubt. Oh. Uh, you fucking rifled that sucker, bitch. In. 
Again, a, 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 oh, a, a yard, a yard further though. Ooh, that, 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 was that was that was close. Ah, that's postage stamp stuff. Give the boy some credit. That was fucking yeep. Oh, Get in there. Oh, God. Anthony Alanga. Oh, look at the eyes. Here we go. Is this it? Oh, it's over. He hit it over. Oh, my God. Roll fucking Z. That is a dreadful effort. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is legit the second time we've watched United knocked out on penalties. Yes. Oh, wow. Like, I feel for the young kid who missed the penalty. Club, yeah. Because he is only young. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, he's... But... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, magic of the cup, lads, eh? Yeah. Can we just say right now that Chris Wilder has just beaten Ralph Ragnick's Manchester United? Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I've seen someone like throwing a Middlesbrough teddy bear it's like yes live laugh love live laugh love it's great she's having, she's having a lovely time but the question is where does Ralph Ragnar go from here <laughs> he takes his money and goes to the end of the season well I did my best see his last good luck to the next one <laughs> like, he just goes, goes like, he's like well my work here is done but you yeah. didn't do anything I'm only goes, a sub when does a sub ever do anything I'm a substitute teacher, dude. Like, you pay me 17 million. That's your fucking problem, not mine. <laughs> what? You're the one Stupid motherfuckers. I had to deal with your diva shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I imagine he's like, and whenever like Ralph was having like, a piss and he's just gone, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Just, and he just is just closely closing the door. I was like, yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. That's right. This is, and just close, lock. <laughs> Back to football manager. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there you have it then. Yeah, that's um, that's one way of ending a podcast, I guess. Watching a, yep. a live yep. penalty shootout. Yeah. So, um, any closing business? Any final remarks? Everything are fucked. We we're going. I was going to say that. Yeah. Um. Manu. That's on point, and I agree. <laughs> yes, I think that, I think we can all get behind that. And um, so, yeah, that's we'll, we're going to leave it there because we've gone over time. So. <laughs> Much like the FA Cup game has, so we're gonna leave it here. We'll leave our cards for uh, for next time, and um, we'll give you double cards or something. Like we'll make it up to you, lads. Don't worry. Um, yeah, yeah, hang on, wait a minute. This 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 last two weeks, if you need to be told who the card in football is, you'd yeah, exactly. It's, it's not a competition really, um, and nor should it be. Let's be perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so either way, lads, thank you very much for uh, for listening to this episode. Uh, as ever, by all means, give us the. Uh, the follows on, on our Spotify to uh, listen to all of our podcasts, this and the Yellowfield Donut podcast, which will hopefully be back soon. And uh, it's on a brief, uh, temporary hiatus until we decide what we're doing with it. And um, we will have other projects in the uh, oven as well, in terms of that. So keep an eye on all of our socials in that regard at Monday Madness LP. And uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, where you can watch uh, ourselves playing video games. You can watch some of Neil's video game reviews, which have been uh, hot, spicy, and uh, 
very opinionated because he is he actually quite does quite know what he's talking about when it comes to games. And trust me, I know I've uh, I've played some of his uh, recommendations, so um, vote of approval in that sense. But um, yeah, so by all means, give a subscribe there, and uh, you'll be up to date on everything that we're doing here on Monday Madness. But uh, on behalf of myself, my uh, esteemed guests, Kira and Neil, um, that was a that was a good show because uh, all of that was liquid football. Woo! Am I in lost? <laughs> 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 <laughs>